What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Friday, January 5th, 2024, and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock. Plenty to get into on a Friday show. Jonathan Brooks reportedly headed to the NFL. We'll talk about what that means for him and the future of the running back position at the University of Texas. Plus, we have reached week 18, the final week of the NFL's regular season. Both Texas teams have chances to win their divisions over the next couple of days. We'll preview the Cowboys-Commanders game and also the Texans-Colts game, which happens tomorrow night. We'll go around the NFL as well and talk about some of the other big playoff scenarios that are at stake the bucks got a few more 5,000 unit plays for the people that he'll tell you about we've got some college football transfer news texas basketball starts conference play tomorrow and uh, we'll have some fun videos for the people as well because it is friday we got to have some fun on a football friday what's going on buck it is happening man it's uh you know it's uh 15 years ago captain sully Blew a plane into the Hudson River. He didn't fly it in, but he saved a bunch of lives. 15 years ago, that was. And I'm glad I wasn't on that flight because there would have been a lot of sharding going on as we were going down. No, I don't want their watches. I don't want their rings or their wallets. No. What? All week long, you've been saying that you want to be a part of a plane crash. So you can steal people's stuff while the plane is going down. if there was a plane crash. I don't want to be a part. No. I don't want to have the flu. I'll never have the flu. And I don't want to be a part of a plane crash. But if in the case there was, I'll bring the basket around like the church basket here. Just dump it here. Because you people are probably not going to make it, but I am. So are you going to be be doing that or are you going to be sharding? I'm not sure. Sharding and holding basket. (laughs) (laughs) Walking around the plane that is crashing towards the ground Stealing people's stuff while Not shitting stealing, on them. Just, just kindly, you know, place them in. A, hey, we know we need to know where all our belongings are when our asses are on fire, or our jeans are lit up, or whatever. Right? I'll be I, the basket guy. I don't know. According to CB, that happened on January fifteenth, not January fifth. So you might be We're off to off a week. Well, ten days. Don't say we. I didn't. I didn't bring this up. You brought this up. You might be off a week Come and a on, half. Bennett. <laughs> it's the same thing with the weather. I get 10 days on this. 10 days? <laughs> oh, my God. Things are changing in 24. We're stretching that out to a two-day weather forecast now, not no. just 24 hours. I'm not giving you that. I feel like I've already been nice enough giving you 24 hours of leeway on your weather guesses, but I ain't giving you 48 hours. No chance. 2024 weather patterns just a little different. We'll be warm this weekend. Loving it. I haven't even checked the weather. Is it supposed to be nice here? It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice Saturday. Be nice on Sunday. We'll get a little get a little dip in the temperature, but not much. It's not frosty's not here until February. Hmm. The snowman. Oh yeah. You calling snow this year? Oh, I'm calling just frost. Mm. But the, no no snow, but frost will be here. That's just the way it is. February has been our month over the last two years to hit us. But I'm getting a generator in today, baby. There we I'm go. Ready. I'm preparing. Mm. Yeah, the frost is only cool if snow comes along with it. <laughs> That's it, right? You don't want the frost. I don't Might as well bring the snow. 
Yeah, exactly. If we're going to have to deal with that BS that comes along with cold weather here in Austin, then we better at least get some snow on the ground outside. But yeah, that's probably coming a few weeks from now. But uh, I'm good. I'm starting to recoup a little bit, feeling better. Got a good night's sleep last night. And, you know, just old me and Zach, my wife's out of town. So it's just me and two dogs. One dog is in the at the dog kennel. So that dog is there. Mm. Poor dogs at the kennel last night. Hope you got some sleep. But I'm pretty sure you didn't. Because all the other dogs are barking in there. Oh, mine's is just. That dude, that's what they do. They roam at night, and he's the main barker. He's got the youthful, you know, he's got the, he'll have the youthful bark where the nine-year-old is like, I'm not barking at nothing like this other dog is. Mm. Well, hey, a pleasant surprise this weekend with the warm weather that we're expected to have. Yes, and also good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, all the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you for what you do. It is appreciated. We appreciate it. And thank you for 2024. We know you'll keep us safe as you've done in 2023 and all of the past. Thank you to you and your families. And became- Amen. Well, I've got a pleasant surprise for you, Bob. Yes. To start off a Friday show. Money. Well, I paid you the other day. Well, more money. We can work on that. There you go. Now we're talking. The last night was a special night in Baton Rouge, a place... We just were a couple of days ago driving back from New Orleans. Last night was dressed like Kim Mulkey night. Come on now. At the LSU women's basketball game. And take a look at some of these fans doing their best Kim Mulkey impersonations. Look at some of these outfits at the LSU women's game last night. As the Tigers were taking on Mizzou. You got all sorts of crazy-ass jackets, sparkles. There's a butterfly jacket. That guy's got a pom-pom on his head. Look at Dude, Grandma. That I like that. that right there. I look good in that one. You got dudes doing it, ladies doing it. Yeah. What about Kim? How does she look? I bet you she looked fabulous. Forget all these imposters. What did the real thing look like? Because she's a real thing, you know? Yeah, she is the real thing. Everyone... Trying to imitate her, often imitated, never duplicated. No, and thank God for that because one of those is scary enough for the world. <laughs> sure as hell, don't need two or three or four of those. Let's not forget around. what kind of coach she is. Oh, She's one of, awesome, one of, one of the best ever. Seriously, one of the best college basketball coaches, men's or women's of all time. Won what three national championships at two different schools. Oh, yeah. She's a beast and. That's, She's a beast, all right. That's one of the scariest parts of Texas going to the SEC is that they've got to go back and deal with her again. I was pumped when she took that LSU job. It's like, finally, she's out of the Big 12, and Texas doesn't have to deal with her anymore because she's just owned Texas in women's hoops. And then, of course, we're like, no, let's we'll go ahead and play Kim Mulkey every year again. No we problem. We volunteered. Yeah, I'll let you see your girl on a Friday morning. I ain't a sissy. I don't have allergies. I got some kind of cold. It might be COVID, but I ain't testing. <laughs> no, it's sinus. I don't know what you call it. Allergies, flu. I don't know. So if y'all get the flu, blame me during Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, but it's not the flu because I'll never have the flu and neither should she. She should not have the flu. Nobody should have it if you just keep repeating it. You'll never have the flu. That's how it works. All right. You you'll you'll see have COVID, though. You can have COVID. You've never said that you won't have COVID. No, never said that. 
Here's uh, what Kim Mulkey was donning last night. Wow. Yeah, you got a lot of colors. What is she, a pinata? It looks like a freaking pinata. I know. Pop her upside the head. We got a baseball bat here and a blindfold. (laughs) Wow. I mean, goodness gracious. What is that? This is your girl. She's a little bit of the rainbow there, isn't she? This is the love of your life right here. Roy G. Bev looking thing there. Your hall pass dressed like a pinata on national television last night. Hit her with a Louisville slugger and watch all the candies come out of her. You think that's what's inside of her? Yes. Nothing but sweets. Nothing but sweets from her. What's the shittiest candy? There's like candy corn and licorice coming out of that. I'm not a Pez person. That little nasty candy that comes out of those little dispensers, that's nasty too. Uh, You don't see much Pez. These days, you don't see much Pez anymore. They have the dispensers for little throwback kids from adults that are throwback adults. No, I've I've never, I was never running around with that little plastic thing. I never liked the way it tasted. Man, Pez was a big enough deal to where Seinfeld made a hilarious episode surrounding those dispensers. But even when I was a kid, like Pez wasn't much of a thing. No, it's been a long time since that's been relevant. I was, I was like Tootsie Roll. That's thus the Tootsie Roll fingers. On, on uh, Kyler Murray, but ah. you know, uh, I liked I was Tootsie Rolls, and then when Tootsie Rolls started coming in flavors, it really got good. Then the flavored Tootsie Rolls, they have flavored Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, man, they got a what? vanilla Tootsie Roll. They got chocolate. They've got I think they have a cherry flavor one. It's all mm. right. Yeah, I'm out on all of that. Those things um, will break your teeth in half. I don't need that. Bad bit. So there you go. There's your uh, gift on a Friday morning. That's a fabulous gift to go through the weekend. Now that my wife's not here, now I can have all kinds of dreams and, you know, that's, (laughs) that's going to stick with me. You can't have dreams when your wife is in town. Not those kind of dreams, but now I will after seeing her. Oh no. It's on now. Who's doing the laundry. By the way, I'm going to take a nap now just because I saw that. Oh boy. Woo. That is gross. Who's doing your sheets? Are you going to be sitting in that for the next two weeks? <laughs> oh, no, no. Remember, I'm not allowed to use the washing machine. I have, to run to the, I have to run to the cleaners. I have to run to the, yes. We have, we have a laundromat. I have a laundromat that I go to. If I, when, if it's necessary, my wife is gone for more than a week. I have a laundromat that I attend. There you go. Okay. You know, that's so funny that she doesn't let you use your own washing machine or no, dryer man. or oven or dishwasher or I mean, anything. Too many teas and change in the pockets. For yeah. some odd reason, I always swear I take everything out of the pockets, but that really never happens. There's always something left behind. You know what I mean? Yep. You're not pipes, alone. pipes and things like that. All kinds of things end up in my pocket. Pipes. Anything. Anything ends up. I pick it up. It goes in the pocket. You hear it rattling around in the machine, and you hear the screams through the house. You didn't take the shit out of your pockets again. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, let's jump into some Texas football. Plenty yeah, yeah. of football conversation to be had between now and 10 o'clock. Of course, we'll talk all about the final week of the NFL's regular season, but we open up with some Longhorn football conversation And it was first reported by our friends over at Horns 24-7, Hank South, who is a weekly guest with Chip and Zay right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. He dropped the bomb yesterday that star running back Jonathan Brooks plans on declaring for the NFL draft. Jonathan Brooks himself retweeted 
a tweet from ESPN's Pete Thamel saying that he is going to the NFL. So at this point, it feels pretty much official. We haven't gotten a personal statement or video from Jonathan Brooks like we've gotten from some of the other Texas players who have announced their intentions to go pro. But uh, I don't think this is just hearsay anymore, Buck. I think this thing is happening. Jonathan Brooks, despite tearing his ACL late in the season, leading people to believe that maybe he'd decide to run it back here in Austin for another year, he is uh, off to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it, when, you, when you think about it, it makes sense. I mean, what was he going to do? He was all he needed to do was show the folks that in the NFL that he was going to be capable of running, maybe even at the same speed, the same pace, the same running back. But why take your chances on the field? I mean, it's not it's not going to improve your stock that much to come back another year. If he's healthy, they'll find him, they'll see him, they'll see they'll have private workouts to see how he how he maneuvers and how he runs. But to come back and then spend a year in the SEC. I don't know. I probably think it's a better move. I mean, you can heal up. You can take some time and really, really heal up and get paid. He's going to get paid something. Somebody's going to pay for that, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back here and take those hits. No, go, go, go while you can go. You know, what we saw of you, I, I don't think it's going to change that much. I don't know if he gets, you know, when people talk about you get stronger, you get better. I don't know if you get better, but I don't think in this day and age when it comes to to those to running backs, does it really, really matter? I mean, unless you're running with a limp. Yeah. I mean, running backs wear down faster than any other position. Right. And so why come back and wear that down? You're coming off of that. I mean, let people see what they saw of you the last time they saw you actually in live action. I mean, and it was pretty good what they saw. Yeah. I mean, look, before Jonathan Brooks went down, it felt obvious that he was going to the NFL after this year because he sure. was having a tremendous, tremendous season and he was potentially in line to win the Doak Walker Award. And he was getting all sorts of love from NFL draft analysts out there. But when he got hurt, it wasn't so sure because Jonathan Brooks isn't going to be able to go to the combine. He's not no. going to be able to participate in any of the pre-draft workouts. He will not. So he's not like you're talking about these private work. He's not going to be able to do that stuff before the draft. Now, despite the injury, and this is the biggest reason why Jonathan Brooks is leaving, Pro Football Focus still has Jonathan Brooks as their number one running back in their position rankings. Mel Kuyper Jr. still has Jonathan Brooks as his number one running back on his positional ranking. So even though he's hurt, even though he's coming off of a serious injury and pretty big surgery, uh, these NFL draft gurus out there, at least some of them, saw enough from Dre Brooks to feel like, no, nah, he's yeah. still worthy of being one of the first running backs off the board next year. So if he did come back for another year, maybe you could have improved his draft stock, right? You go out there in the best conference in college football and you put together a season like you put together this past year, then, yeah, you probably do improve your draft stock. But Obviously, as you mentioned, there's some risk involved. Yeah, I'll roll injury. my dice. I'll roll my dice while I get paid from the NFL. Right, 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 right. No. Yeah, exactly. I I can't fault the kid. I mean, he's not going to be a first round pick, but I don't know if he was ever going to be a first round. No, pick. I mean, if he'd had a magnificent year this coming up, he still was. It's, he's a running back. That's and and we've seen the way the NFL works. They would have an excuse no matter what for not raising him up. You know, as, as a top twenty pick, they just they would find a reason that. It's just not going to happen. First of all, you're a running back. It's not going to happen. Second of all, you're coming off a, a major knee injury, and whether you play or not, it's just the way it goes. You're not going to get. You're not going to be better coming off that knee surgery than you were last year. I mean, people can talk about how it's better. You know, it's better than ever. That stuff, no, it's not better than ever. It's not. 
It's never going to be better than it was before, before you tore it. You know, replacing body parts doesn't come out to work that way. So he can he can move himself up a little bit, but stay away from it. Stay away from the hits that you take in the SEC for another year and go make some money. And you're gonna you're gonna heal up. You're gonna do what you have to do. You know, you're probably gonna get stronger upper body wise, that part of the body, because you got plenty of time now. You don't have to be practicing around. And by the time the season starts next year, you know, I don't know if he would be playing in the in a in a first game. But midway during the season, he'd probably just about be ready to go at full speed. So I think that's that's what they're looking at too. You know, you end up drafting him in the and as a third rounder, BK, or late second rounder. It's chancy, but I take that chance on that dude. Yeah, I think Jonathan Brooks ends up being a day two draft pick, right? Sure. Late second, early third. That feels about right for where he's going to be. And maybe he gets invited to the combine and is able to participate in the interview process, which I feel like Jonathan Brooks would crush because he's a phenomenal kid who's got a great work ethic. He's also ridiculously humble, too. And I think a lot of NFL teams like that, right? You don't have to worry oh, about get it. get on the bench press, do some of those kind of things. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if he's going to do any workouts. That that Maybe doesn't... none whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. not going to do anything lower body running around, but upper body think... stuff for him to get on the bench, who knows? Yeah, and that's a I lot of time. I mean, and, and and but he won't do that this spring anyway. That's right. not happening. Yeah, and I will I, I will push back a little bit and we'll never know, right? This is an alternate universe that we're not living in. I do think if Jonathan Brooks came back and had a 12, 1300 yard year in the SEC, he could have played his way into the first round. Like we had two running backs go in the top 15 picks last year. Now, is Jonathan Brooks as good as B. John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs right now? No. No. But if Jonathan Brooks had a 12 to 1,500-yard year in the SEC and Texas was as good as it was this year, then I feel like Jay Brooks could have potentially been a first-rounder. So there, there was some appeal, I think, to coming back. But I don't disagree with anything you said. Like, yeah, I, the, I risk, not, the risk is not worth exactly. it. Exactly. I do not fault the young man at all. I think it's the right move for him. Like, if, if we saw after the injury – all of the draft analysts say, oh, now Jonathan Brooks is like a fourth or a fifth or a sixth round pick, then, yeah, he probably would have been stupid to go. Like, he should have come back for another year to play himself back into that first or second round conversation. But because, yeah, he put enough on film before he went down to prove that, now nah, he's still maybe the top running back in this class, then it, it makes sense for him to, to go take his talents to the league. Yeah, that's too bad for Texas. Boy, they could use him in a, going into this – this league i know they've got they've got a stable of kids but nothing like that no nothing well, like they that, gotta they gotta find the next one like that's yes. this this is not a shot at jonathan brooks at all i love jonathan brooks and i wish he was coming back and this is not a shot at you buck you know i love you but jonathan brooks is a running back running backs are replaceable all of the conversations that we're having right now and Texas fans out there are having right now about how big of a loss this is and how worried we might be about the run game next year without our top running back coming back. We had all of these conversations last year. Yeah. Well, Texas lost its two top backs last year. And Bijan Robinson was the Doak Walker winner. That guy was a generational talent at running back. And we all know how much Rojo meant to this team. And everyone throughout the offseason was like, what's going to happen to the Texas run game? Is it going to be as good? Can it be close to as good as it was in 2022? Well, Jonathan Brooks was awesome, and he was in line to maybe win the Doak Walker before he got hurt. So not a slide at any of those three players. Those guys are all awesome. Lifetime Longhorns, we love them. They meant a lot to this university. 
Texas is going to be fine. Well, they always are. They should have the best running back in the country coming out of the state of Texas or now the state of Florida, the way it looks. Every year there should be a top quality running back coming here, one or two. Yeah. It could be just one. They should have the the tops of the tops. I mean, it's it's working out that way. The offensive lines, they're they're gonna you're gonna want to come here as a running back. You're gonna really not not want to leave the state of Texas while things are going the way they're going right now. So I mean, I think Texas is, should always be in line for a top running back, no matter where they're from. And it's not just the state of Texas. I, I do say that the top running back in the state should always come to the University of Texas, but they can go to California, they can go wherever they want, uh, Florida, and find that type of running back. Now they're they're in. They've they've gone to Arizona to pick up a kid. So uh, why not why not continue that that path? I just think the best of the best should always consider at least Texas for sure. Yeah, I mean, look who they have coming back. Right, right? like Jaden Blue, one of the top running backs in the country a couple of years ago. C.J. Baxter, on some sites, the top running back right. in the country last year. Uh, I know those guys both fumbled on Monday night. Wasn't the best end. No, it's, that happens. But I, I still think those guys have some talent, and I know you do too, Buck. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's not, you know, losing Jonathan Brooks. You're you're po- you're possibly going to lose them anyway. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The way he was going, it wasn't like he was going to come back. If he had a phenomenal year, he wasn't coming back. So you had to move on from him no matter what. You really did. I mean, if he had a great year, he wasn't coming back here the following year. He understands that. The people around him understand that. So you had to replace him anyway. So now, hell, you were ready to replace him in the beginning of the season. He wasn't your guy. Right. It took a while to figure that out. Yeah, you've got C.J. Baxter coming back, five-star kid, who obviously this coaching staff has been very high on since his high school days. Jaden Blue showed me a lot uh, in the last month of the season. And you've got Jarrett Gibson coming in, a high four-star, another sure. one from the state of Florida. Like, this running back room is is going to be fine. Are any of those guys going to be immediately as good as Jonathan Brooks? Probably not. But we we said, you know, there was going to be a bit of a drop-off between Bijan and Jonathan Brooks, and – some of the numbers tell you that Jay Brooks was on pace to have just as good of a year as Bijan did before tearing that ACL. Well, we got to see what Jonathan Brooks was like because we saw him in some mop-up duty, and he was fantastic when he came in, you know, late in games or when they were winning games. I mean, a running back is a running back. You look good no matter who you're playing. You can play against the sloppiest guys you want, but the naturalness of, of that position, we saw that. And now we've seen these two young guys for – Damn near a half a, a football season. We understand what we've we've seen C.J. Baxter for a whole season, really. So we know what, what he's capable of doing, and he'll get better, you know, after a year. He'll be stronger. He'll understand what they're looking for in the run game. He'll understand the what they're running, you know, the, the style of offense that they're doing. So he'll get better. Blue, we know you can't you can't do the things that that guy does. That's just natural stuff. I mean, he's got the ability. To, yes, he dropped one. I got that, but he'll get better at, at those type of things too. I mean, Jonathan Brooks, we didn't know what he was like as a as a true freshman, but when we saw him, when we saw him play, we knew he had a future. And we know these two guys already have a future. They've been yeah. in real live games. They've been in championship games. Yep. Texas is gonna be fine. Once again, 
love Jonathan Brooks. It'd be great to have him back for another season. But uh, if you're worried about some precipitous drop off no. from this run game in 2024, I'm, I'm here to calm your nerves. This thing is going to be fine. Magic Man says Ole Miss has a running back in the portal. We need him bad. Uh, no, we don't. Like, we're good. Quinshawn Judkins is a beast. He's also apparently a huge pain in the ass and incredibly selfish and would probably be a horrible culture fit at Texas. You can't so, take that. You can't take, take on that at, the, at that position. No. Like, he's there's really a dude that's talented. to tell you how many carries he needs. No. If you, if you want him, okay. I, like, I, I'm good. We're good. But to say that we need any running back in the portal, no. no. We're, we've got two capable ones already. We've got one coming in in this recruiting class who's an early enrollee who I think is also going to be really, really good. And that yeah, guy's had a some great far. couple great years at Miss Ole Miss. Why the hell is he out of there? I, I mean, know. they've they've catered to that guy to the tune of a lot of carries. I mean, how many more carries does he need in the game? He gets a lot of carries. Well, I just think he is looking for more money. Like his quarterback, Jackson Dart, QB at Ole Miss, who's going back for another year, posted on Instagram. He deleted it, but he put a video of Tom Brady talking about selfish players. Yes. Right after Judkins entered the portal. Ooh. So I think that tells you everything you need to know. And yeah, your I don't need quarterback to know is basically putting you on blast, calling you selfish. And he's coming back. And the kid at quarterback is coming back. Yeah, the that's quarterback is coming back. Yeah. So there's some stories out there that don't paint uh Quinshawn Judkins in the finest light, to say the least. And yeah, the fact that his quarterback decided that call him out on social media and a now deleted post. Yeah, kids don't generally blast a kid on their own team. They generally say, you know, that's his decision. You know, he's been great for us. He's He's been a phenomenal player. But when they blast you about being selfish, wow. And as I said, it wasn't like they didn't give that dude the ball. That guy got a lot of ball. He got a lot of carries. Oh, man. I mean, last year. Oh, yes. True freshman. He was maybe the best running back in the country, not named B. John Robinson. Yes. And this year, yeah, still a big part of uh, Ole Miss's offense. And Ole Miss obviously had a great year under Lane Kiffin. Yeah, if he wanted to come here, and and I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna investigate everything about him. They don't. They yeah. Stark doesn't have to bring in guys that don't fit your culture. I mean, he doesn't even have to bring in guys that you just take a chance on. He'll he'll get he'll get it. If he doesn't get it when he's here, forget about it. You don't have to do that, especially that position, because that's not a need position right now to me. No. I agree. And I look, I trust this coaching staff. If they go out there and offer Quinshawn Judkins and they go full court press to try to get him to Austin, then, okay, clearly they love the talent and clearly they feel good enough about the off the field issues. Sure. Where they want him here on campus. But I don't expect that. And I'm with you. I mean, there are other areas of need or Texas needs to attack. Now, they already have attacked some of them in the portal, but there are a few more spots where I would like them to attack in the portal, too. If you got a self, if you got a selfish DB out there, let's go, let's go, yeah, let's go. Can we get Bring a corner, yeah, please. I'd like to buy a corner. We're yeah. not buying vowels oh, yeah. anymore. We're buying. I don't, need, I, don't need, I don't need to worry about that running back position. It's just, it's okay. Yeah, it's going to be okay. So, tip of the cap, Jonathan Brooks, man, what a year for him. Eleven hundred yards, averaged more than six yards a carry, ten touchdowns was the most consistent part of this offense before that ACL tear. Dude, and I and to me, the other night was a 200-yard night for that dude. Yeah, well. I, he would have yum, yum, yum that deal. Sark would have had to have run the ball a little bit more than he did, I think, for Jay Brooks to get there. But, uh, yeah, with the holes that the O-line was creating, oh. 
And with how good Jay Brooks is, yeah, it would have been nice to have him at the Superdome on Monday for sure. A uh, lot of great Jonathan Brooks moments. I, I think the coolest one, though, came after he was hurt. The Big 12 championship game, the final kneel down of the game as Texas was icing the victory. In victory formation, Steve Sarkeesian put Jonathan Brooks on the field for that final snap. Oh, yeah. Arch Manning took the knee, tossed the ball back to Jonathan Brooks, and all of the Texas players came out and hugged Brooks on the field as they started their celebration of the Big 12 championship. That was an emotional moment right there. Not a dry eye in the house at AT&T. Yeah, I wonder how he thought about his career here because, you know, he probably thought, am I ever going to get to be that guy? I've been behind B. John Robinson watching two unbelievable football players at my position. And a lot of times you look at that and say, maybe it's time to get out of here. But he didn't He didn't get out of here either. No. I mean, that guy could have gone and played someplace else as a running back and been pretty damn good no matter where he went. But he stuck it out, and, and he understood the culture. He understood – what Sark was trying to do, uh, he got better at it. I mean, I thought he was pretty good when, when he was just a mop-up guy. I, I thought they were always going to be in good hands with that guy. I, I could just tell he was – he just had that natural fit about him. And I feel the same about these other two guys. I, I think there's a lot of growing up that the, that the freshman has to do. Blue, he just needs to get better at certain things, you know. I mean, those guys aren't – they're not fumblers. I mean, this group only had about three fumbles the entire season. Three or four fumbles total in a season for running backs. As many times you touch the ball, that's pretty damn good. I don't think people realize that. It just happened at a bad time. But when those guys touch the ball as many times as they touch it, and it may be it, it had to be it had to be less than a dozen times that that group as a group fumbled the ball during the course of a season, or they lost a fumble. Because I don't I, I count the ones that you lose, the ones that you get back and you scramble to get to. Okay, you didn't you didn't lose you fumble but you didn't lose the fumble. Right, it's the ones that you lose, and I, I got to believe they didn't have any more than six. And I don't think I don't it was think that many did. on the season. No, I'm with you. I mean, like you said, the two on Monday, yeah, those a brutal time. Yes, those hurt. But for the most part, yeah. Now this uh, this team as a whole, I mean, Quinn Ewers only threw six picks this year. Uh, you're right. Texas did not give the ball up a lot, and that's a big part of why they had the season. You're absolutely right that they had. So, uh, yeah, Jonathan Brooks, obviously a huge part of that. Uh, didn't do much his first two years. Like you said, sitting behind Bijan and Rojo, he didn't get a ton of opportunity to play. Uh, had less than 200 yards in his first two seasons, but then burst onto the scene with nearly 1,200 on the ground and less than 200 carries. He was a monster for this Texas team. And like you said, despite not starting the year as the starter, uh, he took that job over. It was great in the Alabama game, especially on that final drive where Texas bled the last seven minutes and change off the clock to preserve that victory. And then he just kind of took off from there, man. He had some phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal performances for the Longhorns. And uh, we are eternally grateful. Yeah, it just right, seems, seems like the ones that the games that that didn't happen. I mean, the one loss, it's it's almost like give it to him even more. He needed to he, he would have needed to have the ball even more. I don't think anybody would have been hurt for him to get another 30, 40 carries in the course of the, the time that he was out there. So. I mean, nobody, yep. no, and there was no complaints about the way he played the game at all. And obviously, on the off the field, there was not, a, there, there hadn't been a problem with him. He's just been biding his time, and now it's time for him to move on. I wish him yeah. well. Yeah. Once he took over that job, the fewest rushing yards he had in a game was 98, and that wow. was the BYU game where he yep. didn't play that much. Uh, but man, he went over 100 yards six out of eight of his starts. 
And once again, the two where he didn't go over the century mark, he had 98 yards and 99 yards. So, uh, yeah, he was right there. Awesome year for Jay Brooks. All right, Buck. Today is the last day that we get to give love to our Sugar Bowl travel partners who allowed us to broadcast live from the Big Easy. Wish we had another live broadcast (laughs) in Houston, but we don't. But we are still grateful for those folks who allowed us to uh, do what we did last week. I want to thank folks over at Sue Patrick for sure. I want to thank Jay and Sue Patrick for not only having us there to do our remotes that really started to kick this thing off. And it was an awful lot of fun being around all the people. Cause we got to see people that listen to the program that know us for a long, long time, but they came and we saw them live and in person as we did a show. So I want to thank Jay and Jay Willems and Sue Patrick over there. 5222 burn it road. They've still got gear. Believe me, they got some leftovers. And I heard a bunch of people were over there yesterday that it started to still pick up some of the items that are available and you can too. And as baseball season rolls in, they'll have all the baseball gear. They'll have all, they'll have everything that you're looking for when it comes to Texas memorabilia, anything Texas, they've got it for sure. And anything, anything from uh, whether it's Texas gear or it's El Arroyo signage at El Arroyo, they've got, they got everything. They've got all kinds of accessories that you're looking for uh, when you're thinking about the state of Texas. And I love those folks over there. I really want to thank them for, for having us and, we hope to be doing business with them soon. Absolutely. Yes indeed. yes, indeed. Shout out to Sue Patrick and shout out to Hayes City Store. Yeah. Oh, man. Y'all know how much we love our friends at Hayes City Store and Ice House down there in Driftwood. We've been telling y'all about them for a long, long time. The amazing burgers, the enchiladas, the chicken fried steak, a ridiculous menu, plus 40 beers on tap, giant TVs on their massive outdoor patio. They've got heaters, too this time of year, or they've got an indoor dining spot as well, if that's your thing. Live music, just great vibes uh, all the time down there at Hayes City Store. And you've got to check out the new spot, Taste on Main. That's right, Travis and Tamara at it again. Taste on Main hasn't even been a year since this place opened, but don't just take our word for it. Look at the reviews online. I mean, uh, ridiculous the amount of five-star reviews these guys have. Great steaks and seafood, an extensive cocktail menu. They've got a nice wine selection as well. Beautiful outdoor patio there. A little bit more upscale right there in the heart of downtown Buda on Main Street. But it is phenomenal. Went out there for dinner a couple of weeks ago. And uh, just a spectacular evening. Thanks to the great folks at Hay City Store and Taste on Main for helping us get to Love the Big it. East. Also, good stock. How about good stock out there in Round Rock on Highway 79? Go out and yeah. see the butcher out of good stock. Get some of those Nolan Ryan meats. And if you want to ship them off to some of your friends all over this country, you can do just that. But thank you to folks at Goodstock, hamburger, pork, chicken, ribeyes, T-bones, New York Strip. That's right. I know them all. I've hacked up some of the greatest meat in the world on my grill. But go out there and find out how to cook the meat the right way, and they'll help you with right there because they have a butcher right there on site just for you at Goodstock. Yes, they do. Right there by the Dell Diamond, as you mentioned. Great people. And, uh, yeah, they're slinging some ridiculous meats over there that's uh i might go up there i gotta cook some more in the new year i might no doubt start, about it also thank you to that. hoops atx mike gonzalez and if you're thinking of that pickleball court and if you got that space in your backyard get out there and get the pickles going you pickle there you go they can do that yeah he, he can get that collapsible rim that you've been thinking about the six footer that you want to jam in dad because me i just needed that regular size to get up there and jam it i don't need a six footer 
I need to add 10 foot where it belongs. Hoops ATX will get it done. Cover three, thank you. Of course, dominoes. Now I'm going to have some dominoes. Mama's out of town trying to get the <laughs> dominoes today for lunch. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. Love those folks. Fantastic. And then as we get ready to go into uh, – we're going to need partners also. We're getting ready to head into basketball season. Big game on Saturday, tomorrow. We start out conference play tomorrow. So all you partners, we're going to need you. Yep, absolutely. It's time for some Big 12 hoops. That's yes, right. Indeed. Big 12 conference play gets going tomorrow. The 18-game gauntlet starts this weekend. And, boy, it is weird. You look at Joe Lenardi's bracketology, and you have to be a psychopath to care about bracketology in the first week of January, but that's exactly what I am, so I do care about bracketology there you in the go. First week of January. Uh, Texas right now is one of Joe Lenardi's last four in. Texas Tech, who, of course, the Longhorns will play tomorrow at the Mood, is one of Joe Lenardi's first four outs. There are also three Big 12 teams. There obviously are four teams in the first four out category. That makes sense. Three of those teams are Big 12 teams. And once again, Texas is a last four in team right now. So not a ton of marquee matchups in the Big 12 non-con this year. Right. Obviously, Texas only had a couple of them. Those are the two games the Longhorns lost to UConn and Marquette. Obviously, if Texas won either of those games, they'd be much safer in the tournament field right now. But, you know, still feels a little foolish to be talking about that stuff right now. But the reason I bring that up is that's just the log jam that exists in the Big 12 this year. There are obviously some great teams in this conference. Kansas was the preseason favorite to win it all. They're number two in the land. Houston. One of the preseason favorites to win it all. I think they're number three in the country right now. Uh, Those two teams are really good. But this whole league, from top to bottom, once again, is incredibly deep. And it is going to be tough. Rodney Terry and company have their work cut out for them over the next couple of months. To uh, Look, Texas was picked to finish third in this league. You obviously hope the Longhorns are in that conversation. But, hell, even making the tournament this year, which I know is not what Texas fans want to hear, and it's not what I want to say, but making the tournament this year uh, is not going to be easy considering the lack of non-conference wins the Longhorns have and considering just how damn good this Big 12 is once again. So they got to beat you, Mark. They got to beat them. They got to have that win tomorrow. Your Mark, you? Yeah, they got to have them. Yeah, this is That's, one you'd like to win. Right. I mean, Texas. Texas Tech is uh, also 11-2 and on the year. They're not ranked. The Longhorns are ranked. Um, Texas Tech has a couple of decent wins. They beat Michigan. Hard calling that a decent win, though, because Michigan's not very good this year. Is basketball cheat, too? Michigan basketball? Well, they they should be cheating. They really should just fire Juwan Howard and admit that that thing didn't work. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, no, Tech hasn't played a tough non-conference schedule. They've got the same record as Texas. There are a couple of common opponents, but – and it's like UT Arlington and AM Corpus Christi. And yes. uh, both teams, Texas and Texas Tech, won those games relatively handily. So I don't know. I mean, Texas, a decent team. Pop Isaacs is their best player. He's been there for a couple of years. They've got a couple of good transfers. It's a first year head coach in Grant McCaslin there. So I guess technically a matchup of two first year head coaches, even though Rodney Terry was obviously on the staff last year and took over midway through the season last year. Uh, but this, this feels like one of, the more winnable games the Longhorns will have. Now, Tech is solid. Once again, they're kind of right where Texas is right now, but this is a game you would like to win at home. Uh, The Longhorns, I think, have won 
23 of their last 27 home wow. games against the your markers. So you'd like to uh, kind of keep that recent string of success alive. And yeah, look, you, you don't want to put too much stock into one game ever, but if Texas does lose this game at home tomorrow, then yes. you're, you're going to be starting to worry about, okay, what happens when this team goes on the road? Yes. And then also what happens when this team has to play like Baylor and Houston and Kansas. And they play, play Baylor pretty early too. This thing, this thing starts to really heat up early for Texas with the, with the conference play. And they're playing the good conference teams pretty early, it looks like. Well, not not really. Like, they do get a little bit of a, an easy start in the Big 12. I mean, none of these games are easy. I just spent some time telling you how Texas Tech is going to be tough. But let me pull up the exact schedule to make now, sure. Do they play BYU this year at all? They do play BYU. Yeah, the, the first four conference games for Texas, like considering how good the Big 12 is, Buck, about as easy of a start as you could realistically ask for. Like, they've got unranked Texas Tech at home. Okay. They've got to go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's fine. Uh, they got to go to West Virginia. West Virginia sucks. They're they're probably the worst team in this league right now. They're five and eight. And they had to fire Bob Huggins late in the offseason, and that kind of sure. uh, put them in a tough spot. And then UCF at home. So four unranked teams to start Big 12 play. That's that's kind of a minor miracle that that's what Texas has. So you'd like to go, hell, you'd like to be 4-0, but if you're not 3-1. and one That's a problem that if you're 50-50 in that stretch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then after that, uh, you play one, two, three, four ranked teams in a row with Baylor at OU at BYU, who's been the biggest surprise of this league sure. so far, and then home against Houston. Like, that's one of those you'd wow. love to go 500 in that four-game stretch. Uh, so, yeah, if, if Texas starts league play 2-2, two and two, then no, they need to win all four of those now. Yeah, say hello to the NIT. Again. What? Yeah. Oh, that's the that's the national invitational tournament. That's a natty, you know. It is not a natty. What? <laughs> Don't do that to me on a Friday. Come on, man. Why do they call it the national invitational? Why don't they call it? I don't know. The new invitational tournament. Why do they call it the national? I mean, we have a banner. We have one of those banners. Yep. Got two of them. That's right. We have two. Yeah. It meant something a long time ago. Why does it not mean anything anymore? Because there's 400 teams in the tournament now. Oh. That's why. Yeah, that's still the lowest moment in Texas basketball history for me. The banner? Winning the NIT and then TexasSports.com having a graphic that said national champions the night that Texas beat Lipscomb. In the NIT final. Now you're talking. They didn't beat Lehigh. They beat Litscomb. I love they, that. They literally put national champions on the school athletic department website. That's worse than the ACU loss. That's worse than any loss Texas has ever had. What? Claiming a national championship after winning the NIT. Nothing's worse than the Abilene Christian loss. Nothing. Well, Nothing uh, in the world. Except for four fumbles last week if that were to happen. <laughs> I thought it was a blessing in disguise, right? Because that ACU loss, I knew it was getting Shaka Smart out of here, and it ended up getting us Chris Beard, who, uh, well, that that he got himself like, out of here. That looked like it was working. I thought uh, that was the best basketball hire Texas had ever made, and it lasted for a year and a half because uh, f me, right? I, I can't have <laughs> nice things. <laughs> you just can't uh, have nice things. No, we can't have nice things. So. 
Uh, we'll see, man. Apparently, uh, someone commented on the YouTube comment line earlier. Yeah, Longhorn Bear says ticket prices are absolutely insane. Yeah, that's the worst part of the mood. I love the mood. It's awesome. It's a great home court advantage. I've I've dreamt of Texas having a home court advantage like this for my entire life, and now they finally got one. But it comes at a cost, and the cost is money. And it wow. is not cheap to get in there. Yeah, back at the uh, the flan. Lot like of, a lot of Texas Tech fans around here. Oh, yeah, and the Tech there, there will be a ton of Tech fans. They, uh, they show up and show out, and this is their last game in Austin for Texas basketball. How'd they do football-wise this year? Uh, dude, Shreveport. national champs of the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Oh, that's right. They won that game. Yeah, they did to uh, finish the year seven and six. Way to go, your mark, you. Nice job there, guys. The big, t- excuse me, the Independence Bowl runs through Lubbock. Don't forget that, Buck. That's right. That's right. They were in street. They were in the great state of Louisiana too. Yeah. Wow. But they uh, they covered the fifty-one point spread against Texas. Was that what the line was? Wasn't it Texas Tech plus fifty-one? <laughs> wow. Yeah, so congrats to. You jabronis out there on that cover. Good job. You know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover. So I guess Boy, Tech was a great put, team. People put their money on Tech that day too. Wow. Oh, their hard-earned cash, didn't they? Yes. Right before the holidays too. Oh. Yeah, what a mess. So Yeah, Texas I'm looking forward to basketball. This this yeah. team, we're going we're going to watch this team get a little bit better week to week. They 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 just have to and you know Dylan DeSue having him having him back now. Uh now it's just a point of getting him you know, back to the level he was at last year. I, I know that that'll take time, but having all these guys get to the level of understanding what they need to do. I mean, as good as this kid Asmus is, they can't rely on him all the time. Yeah, I know he's, he wants to shoot all the time, but they can't rely that he's going to have, you know, shoot 70% or whatever. He's going to have his nights where some of those shots just aren't going. No, no. And right now Texas does have five guys who average double figures in scoring. Uh, so it is a pretty balanced attack. Max Smith does lead the way, though, averaging 17 a game this season. And you're right. He can't be the only guy for no. Texas. They're going to need Tyrese Hunter to be more consistent. At times, he's amazing. Hell, the game I went to uh, about a week and a half ago against UNC Greensboro, that guy was freaking magnificent. Had 23 points, seven assists, six rebounds. He was all over the place. He actually didn't play in the Longhorns win over UT Arlington because he was sick. So by all accounts, that's gone. He's perfectly fine for Texas Tech tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I, I just, I don't know if Rodney Terry's any good. Like, I hope he makes me eat my words, but I just, I know what he was as a coach before coming to Texas, and it wasn't good. Now, what he did last year was tremendous. Well, it's a little bit different when somebody else builds the team for you, and you know, somebody else runs the off-season programs and is able to coach the first third of the season. Doesn't take away from what Rodney Terry did. He was awesome keeping the band together and making sure the year didn't fall apart for Texas. Cause it could have yes, it could have Chris Beard situation. So he deserves a ton of love for Texas's elite eight run and big 12 tournament championship. Yeah, you just have some year. skepticism about his coaching abilities. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, you know, two thirds of a year and it was two thirds of a great year does not make up for what he has done as a head coach every other year. He's been a head coach. So I just, once again, I hope he makes me eat my words. I said I talked a lot of trash about the Shaka hire. I went on a limb. I don't know if it was that sturdy of a limb. No, I think it was. I don't know. I went on a limb doing college radio and then obviously getting into real radio, saying that I didn't like the Shaka smart hire and I didn't think he was the right guy and I didn't think it was going to work. And I got that one right. 
Sometimes I get stuff wrong. I thought Tom Herman would work in football. Didn't work. This is not BK telling everybody how right he is all of the time. This is, uh, I just, you know, I didn't like the Shaka Smart hire. I had a lot of skepticism about that. And I had a lot of skepticism about the Rodney Terry hire. I know Texas kind of felt like they had to do it after what RT did last year, but I hope he proves me wrong. I hope, uh, I hope we can point back and call me an idiot for doubting this guy. And hopefully Texas uh, continues on the path that I thought they were on with Chris Beard at the helm. Well, he's going to have to coach coach because this is, this isn't, this isn't throughout the, the life wrap off the ship and, and save lives this year. This is now, uh, it's a lot of days. It's a lot of work. You're, you know, you had a guy who's, Hurt that was fantastic last year, who played some great ball for you. Got to get him indoctrinated right back into what was going on. You've got some new players. You know, there's some leadership. I think there's some leadership guys that you, you, you really miss out on. They're no longer on your, on your basketball team. And that's going to take some time. That whole leadership deal is not immediately and automatically. You know, this group went through a lot last year and found a way to stay together and hang together. Where are they now? You know, now you've got different leaders. You know, there, there's guys with different attitudes. So now you got to bring that all together. So we'll see how it goes here early. Well and said. Early, and like you said, early, these are, these are the times. These are the games that you have to make it work within conference because it gets tough in a hurry. Yep. I, uh, I just don't know. I don't know if this team is good right now because they played two great teams in the non-con and they lost to them both. One of them right. was a beatdown and they played a bunch of bad teams. And they won all of those games, which is great. They don't have any bad losses through non-conference play, which when you're talking about tournament resumes, that's important. Uh, but I just, I really have no clue how good this team is. And there, there it is. CB sent us that on the uh, code of text you. line. 512-222-9328. Natty, yeah. The lowest moment in Texas basketball history. Come right on, there. man. Staring you in the face if you're watching us on YouTube. Is that the version of the Alamo Bowl right there? Dude, Texas never put national champions on its website after winning an Alamo Bowl. I can tell you that. Wow. You can call yourself Alamo Bowl champions because that's that's what you are. But when you win the NIT, you're not national champions. That's a joke. What, what does the N on NIT stand for? National, because it's a national tournament involving teams from all over the nation. But there's also a national championship, Buck. You are aware of that? I'm aware of that. Yes, that'll be played. That'll be played this Monday. Uh, yeah, in a different sport. Unfortunately, yes. that one will will also not involve the University of Texas. Yeah, that one hurts right there. CB says one year ago today, Chris Beard was fired. Yeah, I I, I think I cried. I think I pulled an intern Mason and cried that you day. You did not. Pretty close to it. I don't think I actually cried, but I was just like so mad at everything at him for the most part, but just the whole situation, it, it sucked. It sucked. All right. There's Texas basketball, hook them horns, Texas, Texas tech tomorrow night, seven o'clock ESPN two. If you uh, can't be at the mood tomorrow, I'm trying to get in there, but I have no idea if I'll be able to make it there. Tickets might be a little out of my price range. Unfortunately, I mean, tickets are that steep for a basketball game. I'm telling you, man, the mood has changed things around here. I'm going to go. What is steep, what is steep? What is steep for a basketball ticket? One hundred and fifty. I'm gonna go to our uh, our favorite site for tickets, SentexTickets.com. Absolutely, Shelby will get you hooked up. But what's a what's a, what's a, what's a steep ticket price that you people have paid? I mean, is it one hundred and fifty for a ticket? Uh, I wouldn't be down with that. But if it's seventy, 
70, 60 bucks for a ticket. It's more than that, huh? Triple digits. Wow. Yeah, the cheapest I'm seeing is about 120 right now on centextickets.com. So, yeah, not uh, not cheap. Not cheap, but, you know, whatever. Support the team if you can. If not, watch them somewhere. It'll be on national That's TV. absolutely right. Get, get you that AV Consultations TV set up. Heck, yeah, man. Make that happen. 512-255-8678. Y'all know I've got four screens my living room. I've got two screens behind me. I might have the Texas basketball game on seven screens in my apartment tomorrow night. Wow. I just might. I just might because that is necessary. Speaking Man. of AB consultation, Tom has a new jingle, does he? A new tune? Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah, he's not playing piano anymore. I think he's moved on to the Maracas, dude. It's quite let's a move. Yeah, let's check it out. This is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our clients for making the last 25 years both fun and fruitful. For those of you who have not experienced our services yet, we'd like to invite you to give us a try for all of your home electronics needs. We take care of everything from surround sound home theaters and distributed audio to computer networks, home surveillance systems, to a new television in the living room or bedroom. And we come to you. There's no need to leave your home to find great pricing and incomparable service. No traffic, inexperienced sales geeks, or pushy showroom tactics. Just give us a call and we'll visit you at your home or business to take a look at what you really need. Just relax, hug your kids, and smile. We make your electronics and life simpler to manage. So give us a call and discover what over 7,000 families and businesses already have. Audiovisual Consultations is the easiest, most complete way to enjoy today's electronics. Call us at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678. Or online at avconsultations.com. It's got a little Lionel Richie in his voice there. You know what I'm saying? With the Moroccans play- in the background. Is he playing a harp in there? Uh, it's, the folk guitar was the start. And then I heard the Yeah, it sounds like he's he's been really working his talents. He's quite the musician now, I see. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. He's a jack of all trades, that guy. Tom Lionel Richie, that's that McKay. Yeah. Tom Richie. So I'm gonna start calling him. <laughs> Moving forward. Oh man. Wait for still... him to sing all night long. Yeah. Yeah. I think we abandoned Shaka too soon. Please, please say that's a troll. I know he's done well at Marquette, but you, you wanted to go seven, eight, or nine years without a tournament win? You wanted to keep that drought alive? I assume that's a troll right there. Probably is. Probably from Austin Bowie. Mm, that's your guy right there, isn't he? Gosh. Yep, 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 yep. All right, shout out to AV Consultations. Also, shout out to Altstadt Beer as well. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, the Altstadt Brewery will be open. It's supposed to be gorgeous. Yes. They've got live music out there. They've got that German-style restaurant out there with phenomenal food. They've got uh, that giant outdoor beer garden. Of course, you get to see how the great Altstadt beer is made, and they give you plenty of samples along the way. And if you don't want to make it down to Fredericksburg, well, just get you some old step beer at your local HEB or total wine or specs or twin liquors, wherever you go to get your six packs, make sure you're getting old stat beer. It's the only beer that I drink. Seriously. I, I took it with me to new Orleans. It's like, you know how a, a little baby will have like a blanket <laughs> can't leave home without that's me with old stat beer. I can't leave home without it. I gotta, I have to know where I'm going. Contains Altstadt beer. Otherwise, I'm not sure I'm going. So I love it. You will too. Please drink it responsibly. Whatever you have going on this weekend, it's Altstadt beer. No impurities, no regrets. Thanks to the folks over at Leaf Landscape. Of course, Landscape Supply. Love those folks. And I'll be dealing with them next month, not in January, but in February. 
garden will be ready. So I'll be going to find out what I need to add to the garden, what nutrients I need to put in the soil before I start my 15 by 15. Hey, vegetable garden this spring. That's right. I love H-E-B, but I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to have my own veggies this year. Oh, that's right. I'm going to can some tomatoes. I'm doing I'm doing cucumbers. I'm doing it all. That's right. I'm inviting. Oh, by the way, when I took my wife to to the airport yesterday morning, I hit one of those little bandits, one of those little raccoons. I hit one of those. Oh, Ooh, no. Bam. I, that raccoon ran right into me. I didn't hit it. My wife goes, was it a block or a charge? Was the raccoon set or was he moving? Oh, he was on the move coming across the street. Why do they jump out in front of the light? Why do they have to jump out there? Then they freeze. Well, this one ran right into the wheel. By the way, I don't hesitate. I don't hesitate. Listen, I only stop for small children and old people. If you're like a 15-year-old and you run out in front of me, you're probably going to get it. I don't swerve. I just keep on going. I went through that raccoon's head. I mean, I knocked one of the patches off his eye. I hit it. It hit so, and it was loud too. Oh, he hit the wheel. Did that mess up your car? No, I just kept going. Hey, the Subaru just kept on going like a little tank. Boom! It was, and it was bang. It hit. My wife screamed. I didn't even hesitate, and there wasn't even a thought of swerving early in the morning. I don't do the swerve thing. I don't Mm. kill the people in the car. I don't hit the babies though. If a baby crosses the road, mama in the carriage, I'll swerve. I'll take that chance. But if it's an adult, if your grown ass is out in the middle of the road and you come across me, I'm not swerving for you. I'm going through you like butter, butter, just like butter. Your lesbian tank is going straight through them. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Wait, I don't do the swerve thing. Like, will, you, will you try to stop at least? You won't. No. Just be, what? No, I went back later in the day to see if I could see that dude. That dude was nowhere to be found. He just kind of crawled off into the weeds somewhere and died. Cause he hit it too hard to, you know, I didn't thump it like a boom, a boom over the top. It just slammed into the side of the wheel. Mm. I know that it had to hurt. That was a charge. That was definitely a charge on that, on that raccoon's part. Oh, if he was Why moving, was, it was a block, which means it's a defensive foul. You don't yeah, want it to be a charge. Yeah. If it's a charge, it's your fault. No, no, that was defensive. That was, he was, he was moving on that. My wife said I could see the stripes on it. I said, it wasn't a skunk. There was no smell to it. It was just raccoon head first. Boom. Boom, BK. Hold on. You're telling me that you I don't swerve. No. Are, you are just as likely to hit like a 14-year-old kid yes. as you are a raccoon. You're going to treat those two the exact same if Absolutely. one of them goes out into the middle Absolutely. of the street. What are you doing in the road, 14-year-old? What's wrong with you? Why are you out that early in the morning walking in the road? I don't know. Maybe he didn't see you coming. He was just crossing the street. Too bad. The kid had a football, and he was going to retrieve it. No. Now, if it was his grandmother, I'd swerve. But I'm not doing – no. You shouldn't What's be out there. If it's, if it's a grown man, grown woman, I'm if, – if Grown? That's, four, the kid's 14. If, it's not grown. It's grown up. Kim Mulkey, if she walked across, she's a goner. Wearing all that sparkly stuff, I'm not swerving. No way, dude. You would sacrifice your own life for no. Kim Mulkey. Yes, you no. would. You would, would absolutely be... swear. You would jump in front of her. If someone had a gun and was about to shoot her, you would waddle over in front of her and save her life. You better inflate those big boobs of hers like a, you know, like an airbag or something because I'm going right through her. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not swerving. She better inflate those bad boys because I'm gone. <laughs> what? No, inflate man. Them? 
I've seen people swerve for a squirrel and they'd rather hit a tree than to run over a squirrel. I'm like, what are you kidding me? Well, a I, rabbit? No. I, you won't even try to you won't try to stop. No, no, uh-uh. I'm not Man. skidding anything. A squirrel? I'll try to rabbit? stop. I'll try to stop. I'm not let like me help you. If your dog runs out there, dead dog. Oh. If my dog runs out there, dead dog. No. You are a piece of shit. Dude. I have my wife in the car. You think I'm going to swerve into a tree for that raccoon early in the morning? Not a chance. No, no. But there's a middle ground between running it over intentionally and swerving into a tree. You there's just... not a lot of room at 530 in the morning to think about what's going on. I'm driving at a regular speed. I'm not speeding. I'm not excessively speeding to get her to the airport. Although I, at one point I was, but not at that particular time. I was just going to normal, my normal route. Wasn't speeding. Dangerous here on the back roads. Dude came out, caught him out of the corner of my eye. And then I just heard the thud. I didn't even think my wife is almost like you. She was going, were you going to break? I'm like, what do you mean? Was I going to break for what it was a raccoon? I'm sorry. It was a teenager. What do you mean, break? No, Could have messed up your car. What about a deer? Like, that thing will mess up your car. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm going to have to go. I, I Now I've swerved a little bit for a deer, but I've also had one run into the side of me where I saw it out of, the, out of my peripherals, yeah. and I saw it, and I didn't make a move, and I just let him go ahead and hit that car. And then I saw him with his little legs all crossed on his side. Should have gone over there with a hammer and taken him out of his misery. But no, I just kept on going. Yeah. So come don't on. come out. If you're out there and your kid goes out in his little buggy, look out for the buck. Jesus I, Christ. It's a child. I'm doing it. I'm swerving. You know, grandma, yeah. grandpa, I'm swerving. But if you're out there running around as an adult, stay away from my car. God. Yeah. If you're in the Dripping Springs area, <laughs> just don't walk outside or the buck's going to find you and run you I over. Don't go out of my way. Why are you in the street? Why are, are you? I, I heard you uh you swerve to hit people. No, I don't swerve. Well, if they're close, they, they they they're close to your path, but you do see no. them out of your periphery, so you just skirt a little bit. No, to go I don't take skirt over. Out. I don't move sideways. I'm on my own. I'm on my minding my own business in my own lane. I got enough cyclists out here that think they yeah. own the road out here in dripping. Oh, easy on the cyclists. I, I know. Now. I know that's a bad one. I stay in my lane. I'm very good about that. I don't text and drive. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm looking straight ahead, doing what you're supposed to. I'm not drinking and driving. I'm just driving. In my lane, there's a lane that belongs to me, right? Yes. Nothing says, nothing, there's no sign. I don't see any signs. It says, it says what's going on on the road. It gives me the speed. It doesn't say anything about maneuver yourself around teenagers. Don't hit the teenager. I don't see it says, don't hit the squirrel. Don't run over the raccoon. I have not seen a sign that has said that yet. I've been there, to national parks and they don't even have those signs. There are signs so, that they watch for kids. Oh, I saw those. Now I see those. Remember, I don't hit kids. But if you're 14, you're not a kid. You're a teenager. You're All right, R. Kelly. Another <laughs> R. Kelly admission from the buck this morning. Man, you're oh 14, man. you're old enough. You're old enough to get hit by a car and you're old enough for something else, apparently. You shouldn't be out in the road at five in the morning standing out in the road or crossing the road well, what are you doing did you have a flat tire what if, if it's five a... in the afternoon who tough time to cross the road in front of me <laughs> god bless america
Oh man, that is awesome. That is awesome. Good guy, Buck here on a. Uh, I'm gonna go back one more time to see if that raccoon did I miss where that where that dude went flinging back because he hit that thing and had to go go to the right. I didn't go over it. It just went to the wall, bang, and then to the side. I went back twice yesterday to find out and see if it was still, you know, if I needed to take the gun out and shoot it. I didn't want it to suffer. Maybe it didn't even suffer. Maybe it was DOA, you know? Yeah, that's nice of you. Instead of trying to avoid the accident altogether, you wanted to both run over the raccoon and then shoot it. <laughs> it's a <laughs> raccoon. Their, life is, their lives are out there. They're in danger all the time. They'll cross the road to get into that trash can. That's just the risk they take. I'm not out at 5 o'clock crossing the road to get into somebody's garbage can. Oh. I'm in my car, minding my own business. Oh, man. That is awesome. That I do, I do awesome. kind of swerve a little bit for cats. I have a, I have a kind of fondness for a cat for you some odd reason. swerve for the cats? You shouldn't swerve for the cats. I should I'm run cool. them over too? I like cats, but cats are too smart to be doing shit like that. They shouldn't be out. They're generally not out in the road. And they won't be like you'll never have to swerve to avoid a cat because okay. they they're too smart to They'll get right to the car and freeze and let the car go over the top. They're not going to get hit by the wheel. Yeah. Or they're probably not crossing the road anyways. A dumbass dog will run out there though. Oh, yeah, dog, dogs will absolutely run out there. You know, dogs are, uh, they're not as uh, intelligent as the cats are, but no, they're not. You're right. You hear way I'll, more I'll, try to do about... I'll try to do better in 2024. I'll... Yeah, okay. Well, you're off to a bad start considering this story <laughs> happened in 2024. Oh, so. yes, it did. Yeah, it was literally like yesterday. It was Ooh. just yesterday, yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Shout out to Ruse. Shout out to everyone tuned in this morning. Please uh, hit the like button. Give us that thumbs up if you are watching on YouTube. Appreciate all of y'all's continued love and support. We are over 7,000 subs on the YouTube. So nice. Many thanks to you people for making that happen. The code of text line 512-222-9328. And 806 number says Bucky is the Dallas Turner of drivers. Yeah. Wow. No mercy. You're out there intentionally injuring people. Way to go, Buck. No, it's not yeah. intentional. It's just there's a there's a path that I belong in, and there's a path that you don't belong in. And, and that's, that's my path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I do belong in. Wow. Uh, amazing. All right, we've got uh, plenty of NFL to get into. We'll get back into some Texas football. Uh, Inside Texas apparently reporting that Trill Carter is in the portal, one of the uh, reserve defensive tackles who played some this year for Texas. He did play a little in. bit, didn't he? Yeah, transferred in from Minnesota. Thought there was a chance he would come back, of course, with Devondre Sweat and Byron Murphy going to the NFL. But uh, according to IT, Trill Carter is in the portal, so we can. It's interesting because he didn't trill me at all that this year. He didn't trill you, or thrill me. No, he did not. There was, yeah. there was. I mean, he was just okay. Yeah, I mean, a solid depth piece. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind having him back for another year because Texas obviously is losing a lot on that interior defensive line, but um, not the biggest shock. In the I think world. they're going to find a couple sluggos in the in the portal. I really do. I think they're going to find some big bodies here over the next week or so, you know, that there's, there's a lot waiting. They're going to wait till Monday to start bailing, you know? Yeah. It's tough to find those guys though. Right. Really I mean, that big and that agile that we've had. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Those war daddies up front. Chip talks about this all the time. You do not find too many difference making no. defensive linemen anywhere in college football, but usually if those guys exist, whatever schools they were at, do whatever they can to yeah. prevent them from leaving. Those guys are uh, really, really important to the success of any football team. So, uh, yeah, look, Texas, I mean, they've got Alfred Collins coming back. That's the good news. 
Vernon Broughton's coming back. Both of those guys will be fifth-year dudes. Uh, they're not T-Sweat or Byron Murphy, obviously, but the hope is they can have some sort of leap in their final years in Austin, like we saw from sure. T-Sweat and Murphy and Coburn and Ojimo, and uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, we will see, though, Buck. I, Bo Davis might leave. The amazing Texas defensive line coach is reportedly being courted hard by LSU. Now, LSU just fired like the majority of its defensive staff uh, earlier this week. Their defense was awful this year, right? They had the Heisman winner, but they were nowhere close to the playoff because they couldn't stop anybody. Um, yeah, they're making some changes on defense, and Bo Davis actually went to LSU. Yeah, coached a little bit at LSU at the start of his coaching career. He's got a son who I think is a recruit in high school who uh, might go to LSU. So, you know, uh, hopefully Texas is willing to open up the bag a little bit and write a blank check to keep Bo Davis here in Austin because he has meant a ton to this team in the past few years. But that would be maybe a bigger loss than any of the players who are leaving this offseason. Wow, that would hurt. That would hurt an awful lot. But LSU will open up their purse, too. And yeah. they know how important he, how important that defensive line, because they were terrible on defense this year. Yeah, they were. Yeah, if you were uh, competing against Iowa for Bo Davis, and it's like, ah, well, we can we can outbid them. No worries about that. But no, LSU's got plenty of money, so they can uh, and plenty of players in that area that he can can persuade to come to LSU for sure. Yeah, so that will be an interesting one to watch for Texas for sure. Mm. A big time loss. Now you were um, telling me, you know, you're 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 talking about fifth year players, but you've got one that's going to be around for his seventh year. Is that possible? What did he just have the flu and they gave him a year? I thought you had to have COVID. What what else can you get now that you can spend another year in college? I do not know, but the guy you're talking about is Oklahoma State quarterback Allen Bowman. Come on, man. He can't come back who is returning for a seventh season in college. He started his college career playing for Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. Oh, my God. Yep. He was at Tech for a few years, then went to Michigan for a couple of years, didn't play at all up there, and then transferred to Oklahoma State, where he won that starting job in Stillwater. Obviously, it's the guy Texas beat in the Big 12 championship game in early December, and he somehow, some way. I mean, that guy, I think, committed to college when I was in college, and I'm about to turn 30. It's absurd that that guy is still uh, playing college football. And, yeah, he's got another year at Oklahoma State, so he will be the Pokes signal caller in 2024. So they have now a COVID year and a flu year. Just because he got the flu, he got to stay another year? I don't know how it works. COVID year, flu year, Um I mean, if you fail a final exam, they give you another year. You pass all of your final exams, they give you another year. It's just, I mean, any sort of time. What a great time in life for that dude. If you get an STD, you get to stay for another year. If you don't get an STD, seven years in college, I stayed for five. I would have loved to probably stayed another two. Here's a. They've already taken the team photo for Alan Bowman next year. Here it is. Oh, my God. That guy was playing when leather helmets still existed, dude. That guy makes Joe Biden look young. I mean, really. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, look, there are a lot of people dogging on Alan Bowman. Like, dude, give it up. 
go get a job because Alan Bowman's not an NFL quarterback. He's just no. not. So he loves college. Are... There's nothing wrong with loving college. I mean, I bet. I mean, if you could, you could you stay in college for seven or eight years? I would still be in college. Would you? Really? Especially if it was paid for by a scholarship. And a little NIL money on the side. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Everyone bashing this dude needs to look in the mirror like you would love to be Alan Bowman. That's what I said to you earlier. I said, college, seven years, all paid for, all your food, all just about everything you do is all taken care of. And you just got to go to practice, throw some balls, throw some picks, get yeah. hurt, get hurt, because you know he's going to get hurt. Hey, I mean, he started out at Texas Tech. Of course he's going to get hurt. He has been hurt a few different times in his yes. college career. That spans back to the 1940s. Um, I yeah, don't know. No. Maybe college wasn't that good. Boston College, it was cold there. No, seven years. I could have done seven. Yeah, this guy's – and he's been at three different places. Like, he's gotten to go through so no. many women. No, I wouldn't want to be – I wouldn't want to go hop from place to place to place, though. How about Let me just comment. throw my roots right there at the same spot. Good comment hey. from, from Eddie here. AARP is going to be his NIL deal. Wow. He's going to be the first college quarterback to be able to take advantage of the senior discount at Denny's. Wow. Yeah, this guy's going to have a handicapped parking space next year. Cut it out, Alan. Get out of that place. No. Enjoy it, dude. It's like this guy is living my dream. I love this. College quarterback. There's a guy, there's a tight end at Miami who is applying for his ninth year of college eligibility. Did he go to prison? Because you know your clock stops if you go to prison. Is that how it works? Yeah, you don't, you're not, you you can it's like the clock stop. You can get out of prison, come back and then go play. Let me see if I can find this. Or if you go, or if you go into the military, I think the clock stops there too. He's uh Miami tight end Cam McCormick. That's the guy's name. He is applying for his ninth year of college eligibility. He should be a four-year veteran in the NFL. Nick Bosa was in the same recruiting class as <laughs> Cam McCormick. Also, Miles Sanders and Michael Pittman. Like, some of these guys have already signed second contracts in the NFL while this guy is trying to play college football for a ninth season. Yeah, you know who's right on their, right on their asses is the quarterback at Washington. He's, he's trying to jump in there with them, too. Yeah, I don't know. I think that guy is ready for the NFL at this okay. point. He'd be Time for him to leave. Him. Yeah, there's some guys where it makes sense to keep coming back because you can't go anywhere else unless you want to work at Enterprise. Uh, but Michael Phoenix Jr., now that guy could be a first-round pick. Hell, after what we saw Monday night, he should be a first-round pick. He's uh, going to be. Yeah, no, Alan Bowman, not so much. Cam McCormick, not so Nine much. years? One guy's nine years? How great is that, dude? That, oh, nine years of college. Oh, they should just – I'm sorry about that, parents. They should make college nine years so kids really mature when they leave. <laughs> How much school do you need? It's not what, That's not the schooling I need if I stay there for nine years. No, I didn't go to college to play school at all. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm Cardale Jones, and I didn't go to play football either, but I went to go play women. That was what I wow. played. Because that's my favorite sport, Buck. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. Seven years. I thought five was long. I was like – yeah, let me get out of here so I can go work in the Bethlehem Steel for the next nine months until I figure that out, too. Yep. Damn. Yeah, that's yep. not, I, I just couldn't hop from place to place. Oh, I got to pick up and go to – I got to go to USC. Oh, no, now I got to go to Lehigh. Oh, no, now I have to go to BC. Now I have to go to, to Texas Tech. That's too many places. 
I want to see the world. I don't want to see those worlds. Yeah, Lubbock, Stillwater, and Ann Arbor. <laughs> Way to go, Alan Bowman. Your three spots. But hey, plenty of uh, plenty of good looking women at those schools. That's for sure. There's at least two. If that's what Alan Bowman is in this fourth, and Casey Thompson, how about him? He's been a few places. Yeah, Casey Thompson and Cam Rising, both of them coming back for year seven. Oh, that's right. Cam Rising is coming back again. And where's Casey playing at now? Where he's not? Oh, he's with Tom Herman. Five one two number says Bowman was Bucky's teammate at Boston College. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well done. What's his name? Casey Thompson's with Tom Herman, right? He was this past year. I like the Citadel. Where is he at? The Citadel? No, not that bad. Florida Atlantic. Okay. But I think Thompson's in the portal again. Get out of here. Leaving that place? Yep. I know he's old enough. He should be in Florida, right? That's where all the olds go. It would make sense for uh, Casey to finish his college career out in that state. But Somebody ought to tell Cam Rising his knee ain't going to get any better. Just because he continues to play in college, that knee ain't getting better. It seems like every year when he goes back, it only takes about – summer practice and then he's done that knee that knee is on a string right now yeah I, I hope it works out for him he's been fun to watch at utah and hey utah if cam rising can stay healthy he didn't play at all this year uh they could be in the mix to win the oh, big they, they, next oh, they miss they miss that dude big time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, they could uh they could be in the big 12 title game or at least in the mix next year in their first year in the conference if, he's loyal uh, to that back. at least he's loyal to them yeah. Yeah. No, he's only transferred once, right? He started at Texas right. and then went to Utah and he's been at Utah for a long time now. So. <laughs> oh, I love it. A long time now. Yes. Me love you long time. Yes. Very, very, <laughs> very long time. Yeah. Man, oh, man. I thought the COVID year was done, but apparently it's never going to end. It's not going to end. No. Guys trying for eighth and ninth and seventh years. I'm rooting for Cam McCormick, though. Like, I hope the NCAA does give him a ninth year. Like, that's that's awesome. At the University of Miami, what a place, huh? Oh, are you kidding me? South like Beach. 30. <laughs> He's 30. He's like 30 years old, walking around trying to bag those college girls with – I don't know how much money he has because I don't know if he has time for a job, but <laughs> good for him, man. Living my dream. God bless. Wow. What a country. What a time. What I'm, the a tight time. End. I'm the tight end at the University of Miami going into my ninth year. Yeah. Are you having some academic woes? No, I just like girls. You guys got three master's degrees at this point. Probably Man. not. Probably we got to stop not. that. We got to get back to five years only, six years at the most. Okay. Not really. Let's go. Let's stretch this thing out. Why not 10? 10? Well, if you're on scholarship, why not 10? You're, you're, I mean, if they can afford it, let's go. I'll give you I'll give you five five years. That's it, right? Four years you graduate, you could be a grad transfer and go somewhere else, then you're good. Yeah, this is kind of ridiculous. If uh if you get hurt, sorry, you get hurt. Tough yeah. scene. Tough scene. All right. Uh let's switch gears and talk some NFL. It is the last weekend of the NFL season, yeah. and both Texas teams are fighting for division titles. Yes, both. The Cowboys and Texans have the opportunity to win their divisions over the next couple of days. But first, Buck, let's give some more shout-outs to some of our great Sugar Bowl travel partners. We love them. Of course, we love Covert Out in BK. We love them at any time, whether they're a travel partner or just one of our sponsors, our monthly sponsors. 
Love the folks here. So they've been doing it since 1909, the Covert family serving Central Texas, cars, trucks, and SUVs. There's Covert Ford and Chevy in Hutto. There's also Covert Lincoln Ford in Austin. But out in Bee Caves, they got Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chryslers, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, of course. And it's all on 42 acres out there in the hill country. And, folks, when you want to get your car service, believe me, they've got all the service bays that you need. Your time is valuable. They understand that. And if you buy a car from the Covert family and you want to get it serviced because you're closer to out there, it's Highway 71 where they have all these wonderful facilities. Please go out there. They don't mind doing that. If you bought your, if you bought your Covert car in Hutto, but you've moved out to, towards uh, Dripping Springs or you're out near Lakeway, take it out there. 42 acres. Believe me, they've got the space just for you. And they welcome you out there, as a matter of fact. For more information, go to covertbcave.com. Find out about the great sales for 2024. Say hello to Stacy and Dan and Mike and the whole gang out there. And nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. Not ever. Shout out to Covert B Cave. And also shout out to our guy Steve, a.k.a. Cooter, over at Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? I'm making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name. But we're not like other companies. Anyone could see that from our five-star reviews. But how will people remember Pest Wranglers? Well, once they try us, they'll never forget that we are the most effective, reliable, and affordable pest control company. I guess you're right. Pest Wranglers is the best at pest control, wildlife management, termite pest control. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? Hey, it couldn't hurt. Pest Wranglers, 512 7078 or find us on the web at pestwranglers.com. Love the folks at Pest Wranglers, of course. And of course, we love Dr. Dr. Danny and the gang over at Texas Orthopedic. Now, contact the experts if you're really thinking about orthopedic care. Their physicians uh, offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults. See, they're care for the children. They're going to care for them if they've got orthopedic problems for sure. Now, folks, they, they do joint replacements. They do, of course, spinal care, rheumatology. Uh, they do even more. Christopher Danny, who I coached at the University of Texas, and Christopher Stockton, which I did not coach at the University of Texas. They are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you right back into good health and give you that great quality of life that you deserve. Visit them at TXOrtho.com. Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. Once again, Go to TXOrtho.com for more information. Yes, once the buck hits you with your car or with his car, go <laughs> see Dr. Danny at Texas Orthopedic. Shout out to them and shout out to Cover 3. Yeah. The best sports bar in the city is at Cover 3. Hey, Texas basketball prices too high? Well, go watch the game at Cover 3. They've got TVs everywhere, all of the games on all of the time. And for me, what separates Cover 3 from the other sports bars out there is the food. It's the best food at a sports bar that you're going to find. They've got the classic sports bar fare, the wings, the burgers, the nachos, and they're all ridiculous. Seriously, some of the best burgers in the city can be found at Cover 3. But They've got an 8-ounce filet. They've got these great green chili beef enchiladas, the mahi-mahi tacos, the Sean Adams prime rib sandwich. You don't find that stuff at other sports bars. They've got it at Cover 3, plus a full bar with an extensive drink selection. I'm telling you, the place to catch any game all year round is Cover 3, Anderson Lane, and Round Rock. They've got Cover 2 as well. Uh, go see them, Doug and Matt, two great friends of mine. They've been uh, doing great work with Cover 3 and Cover 2 for a long time. You won't regret making your way to Cover 3. Three dining spirits and sports. By the way, you won't. Uh, you will love if you ha have an opportunity to become a member out at Lake Cliff too. Lake Cliff Country Club. It is absolutely beautiful, uh, and and I'm looking forward to some nice weather so I can get it back out to Lake Cliff. But 
want to thank those folks becoming a travel partner with us. And they do need a couple more members there. It's, it's going to fill up and it's going to fill up in a hurry in 2024 because that place is incredibly affordable for those that are interested in country club living and country club golf. Like where you say, listen, I'm going to come play at 11. Is that cool? Sure. It's cool. You don't need a tee time. Just show up. Let's go. We want to play. I've got a foursome and I'm ready to play. Not many places, even country clubs don't give you that opportunity to have like you got to generally sign up for a time, BK, for a tea mm-hmm. time, not at Lake Cliff. Just show up. It's time to go. And they yes. will get you out, believe me. Yeah, they will. LakeCliffGolfClub.com. Uh, gorgeous facility. Played out there a couple of weeks ago. And even though I sucked, it was still an awesome, awesome time. Uh, speaking of golf, by the way, we've got the first event of the PGA Tour wow. season going on right now. Yeah. Uh, a couple of Longhorns in the top 10, Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler, both tied for seventh, shooting seven under yesterday. Are we in so Hawaii? They, Is this a Hawaii swing? I believe we are in Hawaii right now. Very nice. Yep, indeed. Sahith Thigala leads the way at nine under par. For those of you who will be watching golf this weekend, I will probably be watching golf this weekend because I love watching golf on TV. In other words, you like sleeping. <laughs> I you do. Like napping. You do like napping. I like uh, Saudi money, too. So give me that live golf, baby. You still want their money? Of course I want their money. Dude, Rory, I would do live, re- I, I do live reads for Al-Qaeda if they paid me. Rory, Rory is saying that he was maybe a little too hard on those guys. He's starting to change his thoughts to a year later, you know? Uh-oh. Look out. Well, who was the guy who went recently? Um, it's like one of the biggest players on tour. John Rahm. Yeah, Ron was dunking all on live golf, right? He's like, oh, this sucks. I would never do such a thing. Oh, you're going to pay me how much? <laughs> For what? Really? That's taking <laughs> care of my family and their family and every other family? Good. I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. Bad look for John Rom. Not that he went and left for live. I would do the same thing, but maybe. Roy, Roy be- says I have, to, I have to be a little bit more careful about how I speak about the guys that have gone. He said, you know, not everybody's like me and Tiger. Not everybody's got money forever like myself he said he mentioned tiger he and tiger so he's letting you know that he's feeling that pressure of telling people how to how to get their money and he's saying i've got money i don't have to play it i don't have to play another round of golf i don't have to do anything but show up at some club and be a teacher i'm going to be good forever and he can pull tiger in there with him is he oh. um, is he backtracking because he might want to join live i don't know he's backtracking because that I, I'm I, some of that money is going to start heading his way, whether he says he's actually joined it, but something's going to happen that some of that money is going to find its way into his bank account. I got to believe. Oh yeah. Well, with that merger that they had, that's what um, I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. There's uh, I'm sure a way for Rory to get paid a little bit. And I'm sure, uh, live golf is like, Hey, maybe, uh, shut the hell up before we send our terrorists to come kill you. <laughs> there is a different bank account we have just for you, Rory, but, no one will ever have to know where you get it from. Yeah. You know what uh, the folks at Live Golf told Rory? Shut up, bitch. <laughs> yes, they did. You they bum. They they tell me you bum. Oh, my God. All right. Hey, before we deep dive into the Cowboys, Commanders, and Texans, Colts, Buck, yes. you've been on a roll lately. Yes, I have. Your gold star locks. You are up for the first time all season. You are up. You're in the money. 3,000 units positive going into the final week of the NFL regular season. Which means we are in the money, folks. We're in this together. Let's not forget that, you people. Thank you, High School Musical. So (laughs) 
You gave us a pick yesterday. You were putting 10,000 units on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover the four-and-a-half-point line at Carolina on Sunday. Yes, it will mean something to Baker Baker Moneymaker. Yeah, the Bucs win, and they will win the NFC South, so an important game for them to try to make the playoffs and host a playoff game. Do you have any more plays for the weekend? I have the New England Patriots as a 5,000-unit play. Just that's right, so Bill Belichick can muck it up a little bit so that he may not get fired. And they're playing the Jets. The Jets quit. They're done. You can, we're, we're, well, maybe Aaron Rodgers will show up and play in this finale. No? He's not doing that. He's not, he's not showing up for this one or any others next year either. You're betting on the 4-12 and 12 Patriots? That's right, at home. You know, have you watched them this year? It's going to get done. We're talking about one of the great coaches of all time, Bill Belichick. He does not want to give it up. And then the last game, you know they respect him and love him. Come on, at a, in, in New England, there's not a chance the Jets are going to win that football game. He's uh, getting fired regardless of what happens on Sunday. Just right? rumor. That's for rumor. Yeah, I mean, they might call it a mutual parting of the ways. But this will be Bill Belichick's last game. And, hey, maybe he does do what Lovey Smith did last year. And oh, he yeah, does. He's getting fired. So, yeah, he's going to screw up the draft pick by winning a meaningless game in week 18. Uh, okay, so you're putting 5,000 units on the Patriots and you're asking people to believe in you. All right, what else you got? I got the Green Bay Packers covering at home. They, who do they have? The Bears? The Bears. The Bears still suck. They always have and always will. And it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't matter if it meant something to Green Bay or it didn't. Those two teams don't like each other, and Green Bay wins this one at home. It does mean a lot to Green Bay because if the Packers win, they're in the playoffs. Thank you. If they lose, they are not. Okay, 5,000-unit play there. Green Bay, only a three-point home favorite? How about that? How about that? Let's make that a 10,000-unit play. Let's start you off good for the new year. Let's go. 10,000 Let's, let's make that 10,000-unit. They're not going to lose to the Bears at Lambeau. Come on, man. I did not realize the Bears had won seven games this year. And they're not getting rid of their quarterback either. They're not, they're looking, they're not looking for a quarterback in the draft. They're going to try to build around this kid now. They've won four of their last five. Yeah, these two teams played in week one. And the Bears won, didn't they? Now the Packers killed them. Okay, well, good. That'll be the same. That makes it even better. 10,000-unit play. Uh, God, the Bears are going to run it back with Justin Fields again, aren't they? Yes, they are, yes. That's hilarious to me. They may not. Are they going to run it back with that coaching staff, though? They can't. Right? That's just like the – that's like the – Commanders, they can't run it back with new owners with that dude, with no, Ronnie that, Rivera, can they? The Packers have beaten the Bears nine times in a row, by the way, so that helps your cause. Thank now, you. Ron, Ron Rivera is for sure getting fired. I mean, the Bears actually did improve this year. Right? They had the number one pick last year. Now they traded it, of course, to Carolina, but they were the worst team in the NFL a season ago, and they've got a shot to win eight games this year. So that's a step in the right direction. So maybe Matt Eberflus runs it back, but I just – Justin Fields is fun to watch. He's a tremendous athlete. Uh, I, I, just, I feel like the Bears are going nowhere if they run it back with that guy at quarterback. My guess is they will. They'll either take Marvin Harrison Jr., number one, because they've got yes. Carolina's pick, which is already locked in as the number one pick of the draft. So the Bears will uh, be on the clock as soon as uh, we end the games on Sunday. Do you like him as the best receiver in the draft? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's better awesome. than what you saw from the kid at Washington. 
Yeah, I mean, Adunze's a stud, too. He's going to be a top-10 pick, and I think he's going to be a monster in the NFL. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of the best college draft prospects I've ever yeah. seen at wide receiver. Uh, and if he had a quarterback half as good as Michael Penix this year, he he would have – yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what the Bears do. I don't know if they trade that pick because someone would be willing to give up a lot to go get Caleb Williams, you would think. And obviously the Bears got a haul last year for the Bryce Young trade. So maybe they do that again, uh, or they just say, nah, like we we have an awesome or we have a quarterback that we believe in, and we have a chance to draft an awesome receiver who can really help our young quarterback actually turn into a consistent franchise quarterback. We can't pass up on this opportunity. We'll see. But all right, those are your three. Any more? Those are my games. Yeah, those are the games I'm I'm taking. I'm not messing with the Texans. I'm not screwing with your teams, not screwing with the Cowboys, not not putting the voodoo on them. I I mean, I, I don't uh, – 13 points is a lot for me with the Cowboys and the Commanders on the road. Who knows what the weather's going to be like in D.C. I mean, the Cowboys on the road, doesn't matter who they play. They're not real good. And the Commanders would just love to stick this one to the Cowboys. You know that. Yeah, man, There, there's a thought that the Commanders might bench their players in an effort to lose so they can get the number two pick in the draft. Ooh. So I don't know if that's happening for sure, but there's some guy who covers the Washington football team who indicated that there is a, at least a greater than 0% chance that a lot of the key players on Washington, I don't know who they are. I don't know if Washington does have any key players. Who's playing who, quarterback there now? I think it's still Sam Howell, which this will be his last game as the starter there because they're drafting a QB at the sure. top of the draft next year, wherever they're picking. Uh, but, yeah, look, it's a game the Cowboys should win handily, even if Washington did play its best players. But, yeah, now there's a thought that the commanders might be sitting there, guys. I hmm. guess. Yeah, I, I know the Cowboys uh, are prone to a January collapse, but they, they can't lose this one, right? Right? Um, no, they can't. They won't lose it, but will they cover? 13 is a lot. Yeah, uh, that is a lot of points for an NFL game. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You so don't like that. The There's something about that game you don't like with the Cowboys because it's just the command because that's just what that those two teams don't like each other. Uh, I, I feel good about it. I'm not worried about the Cowboys losing or anything. Um, yeah, 13 points is a lot. I don't think I'm calling my cousin to bet on it or anything. But uh, no, I think Dallas gets it done. And I'm going to be right because I picked the Cowboys to win the division at the start of the year. And I got called an idiot a billion different times. But who's laughing now? Well, maybe I shouldn't. To say that no, no, don't, not yet, not yet. Actually, actually, win. Nobody wants to win this division two years in a row, and the Eagles have coughed it up and put it on a silver platter for the Dallas Cowboys to where all they, they got to play the Giants this week. So somebody's um, going to get beat up in that deal. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to win, but it doesn't matter. The Cowboys now have the tiebreaker, so Cowboys get a win. They will be twelve and five for the third consecutive season, uh, but this time they would be the highest seed in the playoffs in any of those three seasons, and. Uh, Dallas would that means they'll get a home three. game. They'll get one home game at least. They'll get, they'll get two. As long two? as they win the first one, they're guaranteed two. Yep. Obviously, the third game, not guaranteed. And if the Cowboys get to the NFC title game, more than likely it'll be in San Francisco. Uh, but no, the Cowboys, if they're the two seed, they'll play the seven seed at home. And then they'll play either the three seed or the four seed or the five seed in the divisional round at home. So, so they could get they could end up getting Detroit too, correct? 
Yep, Detroit's going to be the three. So, yeah, if, if Dallas and Detroit win their first-round games, then that will be the rematch. In Dan Dallas. Campbell, Dan Campbell in the postgame that, after last a, weekend. It was like, we'll see them again, and yes, he might be right. And that game would be in Dallas, correct? Yes. Ooh. Yes. So, we'll see if big, fat Mike McCarthy tries to screw that one up again if we get he there. He did try to screw that up the last time. Oh, my God. We'll see if uh, the refs try to screw over the Lions again. Just kidding. They didn't screw him over. Hey, maybe report next time, fat-ass O-lineman. Just go over to him and grab him by the arm and say, hey. oh, And I love when people say, well, they don't want to give it away. No, that's not the important thing about giving it away. It's reporting. you got to report to the guy. Hmm. I don't yeah, care Talking about looking, he was looking him in the eye. What do you mean looking him in the eye? Stop trying to cheat, Lions. <laughs> like, quit that, okay? We know you play in Michigan. We know what the college team up there does. No. You don't need to copy them, okay? Quit cheating. Play the game the right way. And maybe you'll actually like you're win. supposed to. Yeah, maybe you'll actually win, okay, Detroit? Uh, all right, yeah, it shouldn't be much intrigue with that Cowboys game. But the Texans game, tomorrow night, two games tomorrow, you've got Steelers-Ravens. I don't know why that got the Saturday window because the Ravens have clinched the one seed. I guess Pittsburgh has a shot to make the playoffs. So there is Ravens uh, not going to play anybody tomorrow. No, Pittsburgh's a favorite, even though the game is in Baltimore. Ravens not expected to play anybody. But the night game tomorrow, Texans Colts, winners in, losers out. And oh, by the way, the winner of this game could win the AFC South if the Jags lose to the Titans on Sunday. And oh, another, by the way, Trevor Lawrence might not be playing for Jacksonville against the Titans on Sunday. Oh, and another, by the way, if they win that game and make the playoffs, their coach is going to be coach of the year. I I don't think so. You still don't think so? I think Kevin Stefanski is going to win that thing. Yeah. Cleveland? Cleveland. Not Minnesota, right? No. The Vikings, I don't think Stefanski is winning coach of the year. This year, not Stefanski, excuse me, O'Connell. O'Connell. Uh, Stefanski is winning coach of the year. He's the Browns coach. Look, I, I, I think I would vote for D'Amico Ryans, especially if the Texans win. I think, right. I'd, vote, I think I'd vote for him either way because uh, the Texans were expected to be one of the very worst teams in football this year. Did you go back, through four quarterbacks, though? Four? Yeah, that's what Cleveland did, and they're already locked into the playoffs, and they're a five seed, and they're a dangerous team, dude. They are, or that with that defense, they're dangerous, and the way they're throwing the ball around the field, they're dangerous too. And don't forget, Joe Flacco, drink your oval team. Yeah, I mean that guy won a Super Bowl one time. It's been like 18 years since he did, but he did win a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. And he's looked really good in the month of December for Cleveland. That defense is elite. The Browns could win a couple of playoff games. I don't think they're good enough to get to the Super Bowl, but I think they could get to the AFC Championship. As weird as that sounds. Uh, even with the Sean, that would feel weird saying, but with Joe Flacco, it's even weirder saying yes. that team is a problem. Uh, but yeah, Texans Colts tomorrow night, D'Amico Ryan's you go back and look at every preseason mock draft. They all have the Texans picking number two. Everyone ragged on the Texans for making that draft day trade last year where they gave up their first round pick this year to get Will Anderson, right? They went back to back with CJ Stroud at two and then Will Anderson at three. Uh, well, the Texans have won nine games already, and they've got a shot to win 10 and make the playoffs with the win. Now, it's going to be tough because the Colts are good. Obviously, they have a ton to play for as well, and the Texans are banged up. Banged up. We know Tank Dell's out for the year. 
Noah Brown is not going to play tomorrow night. Another one of the good receivers for Houston. Really? He's out too? He's out. John Grenard, who leads the team in sacks with 12 and a half, having a spectacular year. He's been ruled out tomorrow. So, yeah, a lot of injuries, unfortunately, for the Texans. The good news is they've got the quarterback. Uh, the bad news is they don't have a lot of the key guys around him. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. So And Minshew Maniac is still Minshew Mania is still going on. Yep, he's still playing. These two teams played back in, I think, week two or week three. Anthony Richardson was the starter for the Colts. The Colts destroyed the Texans in Houston. Uh, how about this? The Colts have not played against a starting quarterback since three days after Thanksgiving when they saw Baker Mayfield. So they've been uh, beating some bad teams. Hell, they also lost to some bad teams in that stretch. But uh, I don't know. I like the Texans in this game. I really do. I know it's on the road. Uh, I know the Texans are shorthanded, but I, that's I just think wishful thinking. That's wishful thinking on your part. That's what I don't know. Doing. I mean, the Colts. Look, the Texans are favored. I don't. I'm not going out on a limb. They're one and a half point favorites. Yeah. The Colts. The Colts, like they barely beat the Raiders last week. They got smoked by the Falcons two weeks ago. I just. I don't think they're very good right now. I, I think the Texans are the better football team, so I'm picking them to win. Well, that Texans defense is really playing pretty well too. Those cornerbacks are good. Yeah. Don't throw it up for grabs around those dudes. You're right. Now, the Texans have a bunch of takeaways this year. They also have a top three run defense in football. And if you're looking for the biggest change that D'Amico Ryans has made in Houston, it's that run defense, which was, like, god-awful the last few seasons. Mm -hmm. and now it's, like, number two in yards per carry allowed and number three in yards per game allowed. A total 180 for that group up there. So, yeah. And the Colts have some longhorns to them to where their secondary is not very good. They've got a good pass rush. They're top five in the league in sex. Yep. So if that hits home, they're fine. But if C.J. Stroud has time back there in a clean pocket, I think uh, he's going to be okay, and the Texans are going to be okay as well. Who you got in that game? Early favorite is the Colts. Okay. Early. Well, the game's tomorrow. You don't have any time to change your pick. Yeah, well, I, I, I still say the Colts in that game. There's just too many weapons missing for the Texans. Yeah. On offense. And now the little guy from Brown. Noah Brown's not even playing? Nope. We're going to throw it to the former tight end from University of Texas that plays. Andrew Beck. Yeah, are they going to hit him <laughs> out there? Is he going to play wide out? Well, they've got Nico Collins, who's their best wide receiver. And he's and been got... banged up here and there. I mean, yeah, he's, he's one hit away down. from limping around during the course of a game. Right, but he's healthy now. They've got Dalton Schultz, the former Cowboy, at tight end. He's healthy. So they've got some guys, but not the full complement of pass catchers in Indy. Yeah, but they got the quarterback back. If he's healthy and the way he's flings it around, mm -hmm. he find he makes he makes heroes out of a lot of guys who are just kind of average at times. Yeah, he does. He really misses Tank Dell. He he loves throwing to that dude. Guy's awesome. He had a great rookie year before going down with that season yes, ending injury. Uh the other big game is the Sunday night game, the final game of the NFL's regular season. It's in Miami. It's 10-6 and six Buffalo against 11-5 and five Miami. The winner of this game wins the AFC East. The Dolphins have already clinched a playoff spot. The Bills have not. The Bills, if they lose on Sunday, could miss the playoffs entirely yeah. by way of some tiebreakers. So you talk about a lot on the line. Yeah, I mean, it's division winner or potentially no postseason for Buffalo. Speaking of road favorites, the Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you like here, Buck? I like uh, the Dolphins. Okay. 
even though they have only beaten like one good team this year? Yeah, I like the Dolphins at home. I mean, Tyreek Hill, as I said, running from the fire the other day, getting his family out, catching those catching those kids coming out the windows, not dropping them like Aguilar. I mean, just I, I like the Dolphins at home on that one. Yeah, how how weird is that story, right? Tyreek Hill was in a boot escaping his house that was on fire Wow! the other day. I don't think Dolphins fans loved seeing any of that. No. Uh, I'm going Buffalo in this game. Buffalo's been playing a lot better than Miami as of late. And well, they've been running the ball. They've found a little bit of a run game, too. Yep. Miami's – they lost 56-19 to 19 last week. I know they beat the Cowboys two weeks ago, and you're right. They have been a lot better at home. But still, Miami has struggled against good teams for the most part this year. And see, uh, nobody like, knows what Buffalo is. Are they a good team? That's well, they've, the, they won four in a row, and their last loss was that overtime loss in Philadelphia. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. They blasted the Cowboys. They won in L.A. against the Chargers, and, you know, they played the Patriots last week. They beat them. Not a, not a whole lot of uh, stock you put into a game like that. But uh, I don't know. I like Buffalo, man. I'm baking on Josh Allen, finding a way to to get this done. A defense is good. Like you said, they found a little bit of a run game with James Cook. Yes. And, uh, Buffalo has dominated Miami. They've won nine of their last ten against the Dolphins. Wow. So I will side with uh, Not the Not so fast, though. The chicken wings on the road. Yeah. Uh, any other NFL games? I mean, there's there's other games that mean a lot, right? There are a bunch of playoff scenarios. I just said Cleveland's going to sit Flacco. The Ravens aren't going to play. Ravens are playing nobody in that game. No. They, you know, Pittsburgh, is that for a winning season? Or are they already are they already accomplished another already, winning season? They already accomplished that. They make the playoffs if they win and Buffalo loses or mm-hmm. if they win and Jacksonville loses. Yeah, Pittsburgh's so, going to play real hard in that game. Sure. And then, so – and the Ravens don't care. They're not going to get – they're not – you know, them having Lamar Jackson in a playoff game is unusual for them. They're not taking any chances with him. No, or, nor should they. Yeah, or or running back. They know that they're they're always a hit away at, at running back from being just average again. That happens to them. But that generally happens to them before the season starts. So they've made it pretty – they've done it pretty well keeping their running backs healthy. They're not going to risk that in that game. Yeah, they lost their starter at the first game of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they're not playing anybody, and they shouldn't. NFC, you said you like the Packers over the Bears. I do. That's That will get Green Bay into the playoffs. If they lose, then Seattle, if they beat Arizona, they will be the team that makes it to the postseason. Just and hey, about- guess who else has a chance? Who's that? Minnesota! Thank you, Joe. They're never out of it. They're always right there. They need a win in Detroit. In Detroit on the road. Oh. Detroit's locked into a three seed, though. So they're liable not to play anybody. But they also need Green Bay and Seattle and Tampa Bay to lose. No, that's too many. That's too many ifs and nuts right there for them. Sorry about that, Minnesota. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. You're You're not going. So that's uh, a lot at stake. A couple of division titles have yet to be won. The NFC East, the AFC South, the NFC South, the AFC East. Half the divisions are still up for grabs in the NFL uh, going into the last weekend of the year. That's pretty cool. Dude, last week, Kirk Cousins, he was the guy doing the, the big Viking clap 
with his like six-year-old son. That was the funniest. There were no shirts on and chains. That guy has got such a sense of humor. I like Kirk Cousins. He's he's kind of a kind of a funny dude, man. He's just like us. He is. He's just he is. He's just a regular clown, man. Yep. He's just a regular clown that's really good at football. Yeah, I I mean it. He's got a six-year-old up there with no shirt on doing the clap. It is too funny. Bringing this kid into it. Was he blowing that giant shofar horn that they have up there? Yes, yes. He was blowing into that thing. And he's got the little kid with the with the with the chains on. Come Mm. on, Kurt. Don't do that. That poor kid 20 years from now is gonna go, damn, dad. Really? No way. That's uh kid's gonna be in a Lambo in 20 years. He'll be okay. Hey, by the way, you just Watch Baker Baker Moneymaker this week. He's yep. got it going on. Let me uh oh else oh I'm sorry. Is what about New Orleans? That's a five thousand unit play on whoever New Orleans is playing to. They're at home. Well, they're playing the Falcons. That's a huge game for both. Oh, teams. they've got they're gonna beat the Falcons at they're at home, right? Or they're not in Atlanta, they're at home, right? They're in the dome. Yeah, they are. Yes, I'll what? take that for another five thousand unit. Let's mark that, mark the tape on that. I know it's a little late. Is? Huh? Do you even know what the line is? Do you care? I don't even care what the line is. New Orleans at home in the Dome, Atlanta, with with uh, John Ritter as their no Desmond three three's company. Then John Ritter, the quarterback there. No, they'd rather have John than Desmond. I think. Wow. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be looking for a quarterback too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Both teams probably should. Because Derek Carr sucks ass. I'm good. He's, he's awful. Awful. Saints are minus three. You want 5K on that? Let's pay you 10K. Whoa. Yeah, because Boy on the Bicycle is going to have a lot to do with this game, too. You've got three 10,000 unit plays this weekend and a 5,000 unit play. Wait till we get to the Super Bowl and I give you my Super Bowl play. Congrats to whoever's on the other side of that. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I know I won the corn toss, always do. All right. I got to show you. We got about 10 minutes left in today's show. I want to give a couple more shout outs to a couple more travel partners. We will start with the, uh, the great team over at more clean Jose Moore high school football teammate of our own Rodney Rodriguez. More clean LLC is central Texas's premier street sweeping, construction sweeping and erosion control company. And when I say Central Texas, I mean Central Texas. They got Waco all the way down to San Antonio. Tell them to take up Louisiana, the whole state. He can can grow his company. They can't clean that. That's that's not not, cleanable? That's not a slide at more clean. They can clean everything. That that place is beyond clean. (laughs) Mr. Clean can't do shit. Wow. Yeah, that place is nasty. But, hey, if you've got a job site or a, a site at home that needs cleaning or pressure washing, whatever, uh, they can do it for you. MoreCleanTexas.com. That is the website. 512-775-1918 is the phone number. Any street sweeping, any pressure washing done for your home or place of business or job site, they've got you. These guys are also huge in the commu- uh, community as well. Uh, they donate a ton to high school football teams, marching bands, basketball, theater. Like They support the community more than just about anybody else. And once again, they can help you clean up. Nobody wants to clean themselves. Now get more clean to do it for you. MoreCleanTexas.com is the website. And also shout out to Hummel Realtor. 
If you're searching for your dream home in the Austin area, or maybe you're curious how much your current home is worth, look no further than Brian Hummel, your trusted Austin realtor with Realty One Group Prosper. Brian is more than just a realtor. He is a full-service expert, and he will oversee your entire transaction from start to finish. He will lead you through each step of the buying or selling process, and he's going to speak English to you. If you don't know how real estate works, well, congrats. You're like most of us. Uh, He will make it easy for you to figure out. And he's been in this market for more than two decades. So he knows how it works here in Austin. He knows what needs to be done. He's an expert, but he's also a trusted partner who is committed to your success. Homorealtor.com is the website or give Brian a call. 512-619-1347. 512-619-1347. Brian Hummel with Realty One, the one you need. You know who else I'm going to go see today? Hat Creek Burger. I think I'm going to have me a Hat Creek Burger today. Mama's out of town. How about a milkshake today for the buck? Oh, their shakes are ridiculous. I'm about to go see the Hat Creek Burger in all their different locations. And don't forget, there are some locations that serve breakfast at Hat Creek. So find out the location near you. You will enjoy everything about the burgers that they have. I'm a little hat guy because I don't eat big burgers. You know, I like the little burger that, you know, the little one that I can just get my hands around and just slam down. Love the Hat Creek Burgers. Love their fries, too. You like the little one that you can get your hands around and oh, slam yeah. down. Huh? Oh, gee. Did I hear that right? Maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Mm, Probably like not. The little Sorry one. about that. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going for the little hat today over at Hat Creek Burgers. Got to have one. Those are fantastic. I got to show you this, and – I apologize. We'll we'll try to explain this the best we can if you're listening on the app. Uh, There's no sound in this video I'm about to play. Uh, And this is a little NSFW. If there are people around, maybe maybe go to a different tab on your computer for a moment. Um, But I saw this because, you know, I find everything on the Internet or really everything on the Internet. And it's all true, right? And it's all true. Well, this is a video, so this definitely happened. Uh, we've got a female bartender who's very scantily clad who is showing off a pretty impressive skill that she has. And there was not sound, so we can talk, and we'll, we'll try to do a little play-by-play. I'll let you do some play-by-play. Wow. Describe what you're seeing here from this female bartender who is uh, pouring this guy a beer from a tap. Check this one out. What do you see in there, Buck? Did she stick that in her butt? Yes. And her butt cheeks are holding the the glass. It's filling up. Oh, that must be cold on the cheeks right there. Whew. And she holds it in, and it's dripping foam. Oh, it's not just dripping foam. It is. She's intentionally spilling out the foam. Yes. So she can top off the pint glass with more beer. Oh, and then the guy reaches in there and grabs it. I'm probably going to use a napkin with that because that's how I am. You know me. I don't mess with chicken, and I don't mess mess with ass cheeks without a napkin. Sorry. You don't mess with ass cheeks without a napkin? Not that ass. Not some bar ass. No. I don't know that where that ass has been. <laughs> what about any ass? It's like, what, you're, you're in the bedroom and... No, I have a wife, you, you so I don't know. You can't grab... Okay, back in your single days, what? She's like, hey, will you grab there or were you slapped there? Hold on, let me get a napkin first. 
Well, I would, I would say, have you been sticking any glasses in your ass? You've been sticking 12 ounce mugs in your, and her, she looks a little bit like a pony. So I don't know. Look at that. She just spreads the cheeks and puts the pint glass in there and it's just stuck in there. She's going no hands. She walks up a little step ladder to go uh, to the tap and she's got some pour, strong cheeks pouring the old stat in there. I mean, she's not using her hands at all. She leans against the, uh, the pint dispenser with her backside fills up the beer. The guy tells her there's foam at the top. So she shimmies and shakes her ass a little bit to knock the foam think, off the top. And then she refills the beer. Nobody can away. hold nobody's ass cheeks and hold a full beer. Like there, there's a little person in her ass Holding on to the glass. It has to be. There's a little hand in there somewhere. Not so fast, midget. Not so fast. <laughs> you can't do what are that. You, saying? you think there's a midget inside her ass? I think so. Her ass can't hold that with, with beer in it. How do you you can't squeeze that? I, I wonder if she could break like a regular glass, like a regular, not a mug, but a regular glass. You think her cheeks can smash glass? Yeah. She could that break ass off something. Can smash glass. That is an ass that can smash glass for sure. Well, she does. Like I said, she looks a little bit like a pony. She looks a little bit like a pony. She's like a little pony face. Okay. You're calling her a horse face. I, no, I, I mean, said pony. <laughs> pony is a horse. She's not, even, she's not even tightening up that those cheeks. No, she's got it no. in there. She wedged it in there at the start of the video, and it just stayed in there. No, that little dude is holding on to that from the inside for you, sure. You, you think there's a? You think there's someone living in there? I know it's big, but it ain't that big, dude. There's somebody in her ass besides Look, that hand right there. The you grab, there's hand no just, hands in there. No, the other hand just let that go for the other dude. And she's she's wearing a g-string. Where like where's the hand? You would have seen. How does that work, dude? There's no way somebody's ass can hold that glass. I'm telling you. I'm gonna try that at home. I'll send you. I'll send you folks the video of me doing that. Please don't. Please let me. Let me try. Hey, at least let me try. Dude, All you, those in favor of me trying that that move right there, say aye. Come on, get on. Get on the code of text line. Say aye, and I should get a shot of that. Me trying to do that maneuver. Somebody on you, the code of text line says straw, please. <laughs> you people want that. You want that, <laughs> dude. I'm of course. Uh, that's the biggest tip I'm ever giving a bartender. If I see that, and hopefully it's more tips than one, if you know what I mean. No, no, I've got to wash that glass off. I'm not taking that glass with my bare hands and downing that beer. Oh, how disrespectful would that be? She does all of that, and you just wipe off, wipe it off on the sides. Yeah, sorry, la lady. <laughs> Come on, that's mm. and you you would hurt yourself, you know, and there's like car commercials they always have that disclaimer at the bottom that says professional driver do not attempt that's that i need that for you you would hurt yourself if you tried to do what that bartender just did i know i got the generator guy coming but i'm gonna go attempt to do that after the show oh god yeah good luck with that i don't know what bar it is we've got a lot of people asking what uh what bar that video was filmed in i i don't know but i did find it on the, the bar internet. house downstairs no, there's. I mean, there's a customer there, and it's clearly a bar. Oh, I'm like, sure she's got tons of customers. Oh yeah, of course. With an I mean, ass like that, yes. Oh, dude, she's she's about to be the richest bartender in human history, with skills like to, that. Somebody needs to find out how she how that other person is living inside that hole in that. There's, 
Where's the person there? She gives you a full view right there. Where's the person? Watch. You know, there it gets. It look, that person gets right between all that, that darkness right there, between those fishnet pantyhose right there. Got his little hand in there holding that there. And you people are buying this. Come on now. I'm, I'm chugging my beer so fast and asking for another one. And another one. And another one. I'm going to be black out 20 minutes in. I like the way she tops that off. Yeah. Pretty nice shimmy right there. Isn't it? I don't know where you find these things. These things aren't for real. They find me. It's like the guy who chased down our car, like Candyman, who actually hit the car with his hand. I don't mind buying that yet either. Hey, you report, we decide. <laughs> That's how it works on Texas Sports Unfiltered. I don't know what that other network says. Oh, we report, you decide. No, you guys report, and we decide. Wow. We decided to play that, and I'm deciding that I got a new favorite bar that I need to find. You need to find out where that is. Mm-hmm. I need some Altstat poured for me just like that. That would be a good that's day. Real, right that's there. truly amazing how she holds that in there. That's that's ass cheek power right there. Ass cheek power. I mean, it really is. Oh, that's a skill. Not a lot of people in the world can do that. Her butt gobbled up that glass. That That's a mug. That's not just a glass. Oh, it's man. a mug. And I don't know where the handle is located in that thing. So look out. Look out, oh, yeah. y'all. Yeah, there's no handle in, in that glass. That probably would have made it more difficult for her to, uh, to pull it that easier for the off. little person holding on inside there. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he could have just used, uh, used his hands right there. Wow. Uh, where's the dignity, Buck? Where's the dignity? Where's the shame? Where is this bar located? Yeah, there is no shame for you, that's for sure. You're trying <laughs> to locate this bar. Where is this bar located? Yeah, that is uh, special stuff. There's no All shame right. for me that my wife's not home and I'm going to attempt this trick, so. Good luck to you. I will uh, I will say my goodbye to you right now because you're going to hurt yourself. I'm just going to use Olipop, a can of Olipop, and just pour it back there and see if I can hold on for dear life. Don't, don't, I don't think that's the advertising that they're <laughs> no, looking for. No, that's not what they're looking for. No, I don't think so. Oh, but, hey, here's what we're looking for. It's wax. It's double R. Chaos theory. Happy Friday, oh. gentlemen. Boys, Good I morning. Hope Happy Friday. Guys. I don't want to. I hope you guys didn't see that. I did, uh, and I got to tell you, it, it's going to be so sucky when I walk out later to the beer fridge to get a beer, thinking about that because, man, that that's how you get a beer right there. What time do you usually turn it on on Fridays, Rodney? Uh, kind of depends on what's going on. Uh, a lot of times, maybe about two o'clock. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought it was uh, a little earlier than that. The beauty of working from home, my friend. Ronnie, uh, boys, what do we, what did we think about the, um, the Texans in this game for, for the Texans tomorrow night? That's a, that's a big game. He's, there's not a lot of weapons left for the, for the, uh, quarterback for CJ Stroud. A lot of guys are hurt. Still think they can get it done, get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think they got a really good one-two combination with uh, Singletary and Pierce, man. Pierce was fantastic last year in his rookie year. I think if you find a way to get him going again into the offense, it opens up a little bit more of the, the, the passing attack, right? Sure, you'll be predicated off your run, but I think Tamika Ryan's and company have been playing pretty decent, uh, been pedestrian defense, but been good enough to keep you, mm -hmm. uh, to keep you in, in, I guess, deep enough, deep enough run for the playoffs, right? I think the Texans can still do this and take this out. 
Yeah, you know, we were talking about that yesterday, Bucky. I really think that that hopefully what happens here with this team is that, you know, e- even with the guys out, that hopefully they just go take care of their business. I mean, don't focus in on what's going to happen the next day, you know, with the Jags and the Colts. I mean, just sure. go out there and just play. I mean, you got to worry about yourself. I mean, because the whole thing is, uh, you know, if you can't take care of business, none of it matters. Right. But It don't matter you know, about the, the other- help. The, the other part of that, I mean, how about the year for the Texans? I, I mean, how about, you know, with the GM, with, you know, D'Amico Ryans? I mean, what a year this has been, Wags. We were talking about this. Rookie quarterback? We said four wins. We said four wins. Yeah. Is what, that's that's, what, they that's were gonna... what I had him at before the season. I had him around four or five wins. I think everybody did. Yeah. No. Well, they've already won more than I thought they would win. I thought they'd win about three games at the most yeah. this year. They've done – I mean, it's been a it's been a phenomenal job, but – to make it to the playoffs would be unbelievable. I, I mean, no. I'm still – I think BK thinks the guy from the Browns is going to win because they've used like 25 quarterbacks in order to get to the playoffs. But I, I, I've i got to believe I'm, – I'm pushing that the Texans have the, the coach of the year if they can get to yeah. the playoffs, period. I agree. I like Tanika Rhines. I think what he's done with, with as little as, as what he's had to work with, it, it shows that uh, it, it's earned him a spot for at least the, at least the conversation, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he should be. He he better be in that conversation. I mean that that that's the whole thing right there. I, well, I know is. the Cleveland guy. Yeah, but uh, man, that that has been a great turnaround right there. And like we talk about with Texas football, it seems like the future is bright in Houston finally. Because yeah. I know for so long it was always kind of dark and bleak and all of that. But I think yeah. I think they're going in the right direction. Great. All what about right, you guys? What you guys got going on the rest of the day? Well, I know BK's got a few shows to do, Bucky. What you got going on after you slam it down? It's Friday. I've got some folks coming over to do some stuff at the house. So I've got a, you know, I've got one of the dogs in the kennel uh, away from the house for the for the day. I've got to go. Uh, Wait, take you got day. some friends coming over to do work on your house? No, 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 no. I don't have friends coming. I'm putting in a generator. It's getting towards that possible generator time oh, around yeah. here February from freezing time yeah yeah I'm getting ready to put the get the generator put in I'm excited about getting that done and then um I've got to go get a bone scan today to find out my bone oh. density so a what a, a bone scan yeah, yeah the other bones <laughs> that what oh. they call it now a bone scan yes really? I gotta get a bone okay. scan yes yeah, very where important. can I get this where can I get this said bone scan uh the yellow rose no you usually no, gotta pay no. extra for that one no, you don't have to pay extra. I, I got to get that done. There's some, there's some things that we don't want to go on. So we got to find out what my bone density is. You know, uh, you, you know, just in case I make that fall when things start to really snap, and I don't roll with the punches. But I do have a fall school, so I do know how to fall. Yeah, and that's well, going to carry out through a lifetime. Well, yeah, well hopefully, uh, hopefully, careful, bone- man. Hopefully, everything's good for you. Yeah, and hopefully the bone scan works out because I, I know you need bone density to have that beer glass. In your yeah. ass. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're going to go give that a try right now, boys. Have a nice. great weekend, y'all.